0: joy of that worn off yet, like, to me, it still feels good every time I walk in and a bar is full.
1: No, I, I don't think that's wore off for, for me or for anybody who, yeah. who, you know, who previously enjoyed, you know, going out to eat and drink, you know, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people didn't realize, we just kind of took it for granted, it was just something that yeah. we had, like, we went to the bars, we went to the restaurants, What we did, and I think we just kind of took it for granted and when it I went away, it. I, you know, I hope that appreciation uh, does, doesn't wear off. Because it hasn't for me.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it has for some. Yeah. Yeah. I I try to be as cognizant of it as possible. Like, I talk about this. I've talked about my mindfulness journey a lot now. But even just today on my daily lesson, it's two parts. The second part, um, Sam Harris, who does the narration, said that he was at the dinner with his family, like, the weekend before he recorded it, and that everybody didn't seem like particularly happy about one another's company and he said he put this idea into his mind that what if i had died last night but i was still conscious what would i do to bring myself back here to be with my family at dinner and he was like it instantly transported me into a mood of like mm-hmm. spiritlessness of happiness of joy and i'm like i'm trying to feel that way every time i right. go somewhere not just because of covid but because shouldn't we have already been
1: celebrating when we're celebrating?
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of like figuring out the next destination.
1: I do feel there's been, we've had some expectations of what to expect at restaurants. Mm -hmm. A lot of those things have changed. A lot of some of them for the better, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them are not going to go back to the way that they were. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think just trying to come to that, you know, adjusting to that new normal, what they are. And it does seem that there's not as much joy though, in some of the people that work at, at the restaurants and staff that there there used to just be this energy there isn't is. And I'm sick of QR codes. I want a menu. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny though. Like I feel like, so uh, us all being uh, of a similar age, like thinking about all of the different transitions that we've had to make, you know, from going from analog to digital Mm -hmm. and then from digital to internet and then from internet to like fully online and from online to streaming, Mm -hmm. we've, constantly been trying to like change what we've been doing. And I think some of my desire, cause I'm with you. I like to look at like the whole big pages and all right. that. But I also kind of think that maybe that's me still holding on to some tactile stuff right? where I don't want to give it all away. Like I still, I'm, I'm currently reading a paper paged book and it makes me feel good. Every time I flip that page, mm-hmm. I like, I feel like I'm happy because it's a, it's a connection to a different and possibly more like simple time in my life. And I think that maybe that's a little bit of it because the flip side of it as a, a, a restaurateur for years and, and and as somebody who had to be in charge of the bottom line, every time I had to change the menu and I had to throw them all away and then print out a whole bunch of new stuff, sure. it's rad to have something that's like digital that right. you can just update online. So like there's a part of me, there's one part of my brain that's good with it and then there's another part of my brain that's like, yeah, but dude, I want the book, man. Right. I want to open the thing, you know, and I want to hear the... K- k- of it opening up and I want to flip through it or I want to flip the page over and see what you wrote about what's on the menu. Like to me, that's a, I I fight with that constantly. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, biologically we absorb information, those types of information in different ways, like a paper book versus a book and an iPad. You're, your brain absorbs that in different ways. I think there's a similar consequence to food service. Mm -hmm. You have the paper menu and the experience of like speaking to somebody and having like the tactile feeling, the texture of the paper in your hands and like looking at the ink and, and understanding only what is shown there instead of being able to like navigate away unless you grab your device. I think like we've come to a point where most people agree, okay, we don't need that QR fast service unless you are like a fast service kind of casual to employee. It's almost like
1: the the online shopping where like you know I went to Target on University, and every cabinet is locked up. And I had to yeah. like, you have to find somebody to mm-hmm. unlock the deodorant separately Then over here. I went to, you know, right. and it just stops almost that impulse buying yep. because, you know, when I'm just scrolling through on my phone, looking at a menu, I'm like, nope, I'm going to this section that like you miss half of that. And there's been studies, you know, on studies about menu placement and how to lay it out and how to get people to buy more. And when you don't have that kind of roadmap, you're not by, you're skipping through everything. I came here for a burger, flip, flip, flip. There's the burger pay. I'm having a burger. But if I look at a whole menu, I'm like, well, I'm going to get some of that. Ooh, that sounds good. And it's just, you don't so i think there's a give and take from like the sales perspective you know i totally
0: i totally agree with you because i just had this experience so uh i uh my my brakes were squeaking which is international symbol for any of you out there that are listening that means you need to get your brakes changed right you need to (laughs) get your fucking pads and rotors changed so uh i went to the dealership i had to go there anyway i go to the dealership and for just my rear brakes for pads and rotors, not calipers, not anything else. Pads and rotors, they wanted $738. And I was like, wait, can I just see the breakdown? And it was (laughs) a little over $200. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Thank you. (laughs) I missed that, actually. A little over $200 for parts, $500 for labor. Yeah, And I was like, I can't wrap my head around somebody taking four hours at a shop with power tools to do... Just the rear brakes.
1: When you've seen a YouTube video and know that somebody can do it in 13 minutes with a screwdriver.
0: So what I do is I say, all right, thank you very much. I'm not going to do that today. I might be back. I get in my car and because I am privileged enough to have a wide social circle, I call a couple friends Mm -hmm. and say, am I crazy? Does that seem like a lot? Every one of them, absolutely. Would you be willing to help me out? absolutely not i got too much shit going on <laughs> yeah. but my guy mikey was like dude i got you can we do it next weekend 100 percent. what can i pay you and because he's a great guy we've known each other for a long time we've been through a lot of shit he was like all right i need this 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 and this and it was all things that i could find at a liquor store right i got you
2: <laughs> then he hits me
0: up he's like it's still cold as shit so we're gonna go to my friend kevin's house and uh kevin has a, a warm garage and a shitload of tools so can you also get him this and this and this i'm like done so i go hit the liquor store i got everything and like i got some cool stuff like i upgraded them on a few things like i'm gonna get you something nice just to say thank you because mm-hmm. again i'm working against 738 dollars. so right. anything i buy this is all just bonus money anyway <laughs> and sure as shit what do they have right next to the register they have a what used to be a red bull cooler that is full of forties.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Break pads. Nope. And I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> and
0: I grab myself a forty. Yeah. And as the woman's checking out, and she's looking at all this stuff, and then she, the last thing she grabs is, as Charles could guess, a Colt 45, 40, mm-hmm. right. She beeps it. And she goes, "Not gonna lie, kind of a surprise on this one." And I was like, <laughs> "Right next to the register, man. Impulse buy. It yeah. gets you every time." And she goes, "Would you like a bag?" I'm like, "There is no other way. Yes, please." <laughs> So I got to at forty four years old. I got to do my breaks and drink a core of forty yep. of cold forty five. Yeah, that's but the inverse of when I
2: bought the the old ass bottle of Dom on the way up to the cabin because <laughs> I saw a two two thousand bottle of Dom in the chest in the back of this liquor store in Big Lake, Minnesota, for two hundred sixty dollars. And it was after I bought my beer and I came up to the counter with it. She was like, "I'm sorry, didn't you say you're going to the cabin?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're filming a rap video on the on the boat." <laughs>
0: Like a local Minnesota freshwater production of I'm on a boat by Lonely Island. I'm on a boat. (laughs) Take a real good look. Yeah, it's a motherfucking boat, you know. Uh, Speaking of being on a boat. Yes. You just came back from Tulum. I did. How was that?
1: It was fantastic. I love that place so much. Um,
0: It's turned into like, like weirdly, the first time that I went to Tulum, It was almost more based around like seeing the ruins and whatnot. Right. Right. And I remember looking out at that beach, like when you're up kind of on the cliff looking at the ruins, and then you look down, I'm like, wow, how are people like not coming to this beach? And then the next time I went back, I was like, oh, everybody figured out. Yeah. Now they have an airport.
1: I mean, that's how it's wild. But I mean, I, I, I love it. I mean, it's, you can, there's the ruins, there's the, you know, the jungle's beautiful, there's the, you know, the Mexico experience part of it. Yeah. And then there's just, the wildest just nightclubs and parties and some of the best food. I mean, there's Michelin star restaurants on the beat. I mean, there's some of the best food ever there and some of the best environments to eat it in. And there's no kids because it is so expensive. You are not bringing your
0: family, your family on vacation. That's the thing. Like the, what I've, what I've seen, like the last time that I was in Tulum, was that it's like a, it's the only place that I've been like more resort party style in Mexico that isn't handcuffed to what the '80s version of right. that was. Right, there's no senior frogs like Carlos we and Charlies exactly. and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like the the now the people that like the older folks in tank tops with like the super leathered skin and everybody has a Jimmy Buffett tattoo. Like they still go to their places. (laughs) And now this has turned into like kind of a new place where folks like our age and younger are going. It's crazy.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, I love it. We, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I feel like before we go any farther, we need to let you actually introduce yourself (laughs) uh, as we are want to do and start talking and then kind of forget. Uh, So a hundred... I almost to the nose a hundred episodes ago. Many you, episodes ago, you were on this show, and nothing has
1: changed at all. Everything's the same. <laughs> yeah, I've just, just been hanging out. Nothing. So Not uh,
0: let everybody know who you are and what you're fucking up to now, man. It's crazy.
1: Oh man, uh, first Justin Sutherland here, uh, hanging out with some good buddies. So thanks for having me back. Um, been up to a lot. I mean. Almost died, wrote a book, uh, won an Emmy, uh, had two of my own TV shows, <laughs> closed restaurants, open restaurants, found, had a girlfriend. I mean, every, it, yeah, life's wild. So crazy. I just saw the bag with the National Academy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we're
2: doing it. I wasn't even paying attention. Then I looked out and I saw the Emmy on the bag.
0: I like. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. We need to. We need to get a picture with that. I have, Bro, I that'd have
2: you like? If I won the Intercontinental title, I'd
1: just be walking around.
2: Let's bars get that belt. If <laughs> you could have seen belt. me
1: post Emmy's walking the streets of L.A. carrying that thing, yeah, every, yeah. just walking into bars and slamming it on the table. People like, is that real? like, yeah, motherfucking is,
0: dude. Shout out to uh, Paul Giamatti who just took his to In right, and Out yeah. Burger and crushed the meal in his tux. In his yes. tux. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Fucking, we talk about it all the time. Celebrate everything. Take your flowers. Give your flowers. Do your things. That absolutely is worth it. I have I have held an Oscar, and it is surprisingly heavy. It's kind of wild. Uh, I've seen a Grammy, but it was being used as a doorstop, so I yeah. didn't want to fucking pick it up. But yeah, we um, it, it's. I mean, do you want to talk about like where the TV show came from? Look at yes. that. I, it, I feel the, like I feel like TV you thing. should you <laughs> should make the like. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> but um, what a what an incredible. Journey and, and, again, as a friend and as a fan, I can say that I'm both. To get to watch, like, okay, we talked about outside of Allianz Field where yeah. our soccer team here in Minnesota plays. Yes. You called me and asked me if I would help with a bar program for a food idea that you had yep. where you wanted to help shine a spotlight on – especially BIPOC, but a lot of the chefs that are getting overlooked because we have basically the same 10 people in every article everywhere. Yep. And to me, seeing where you took that through TV, it almost felt like I was watching you like kind of starting to plant seeds. And then what grew was so much bigger than I think either one of us at the time, or at least for me, that I could me have too. dreamed what happened. But do you want to – can you please just talk about that that growth and that journey and where that show came from? Because what an important show and, and message.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, at first I, I I think it's funny. So I remember probably two years ago, probably right before we did our our interview, I was doing another uh, radio interview or podcast, and you know and somebody had asked Do you feel snubbed? Or are you upset that that you haven't uh, won a James Beard?" And I was like, no. And they were like, what? Why? And I was like, because James Beard is not the goal. Because I, I want to tell other people's stories, and I want to win an Emmy. And this was three years ago, and, and, and here we are. Yeah. Um, but by way of doing that was... Again, it's, you know, it's the same people on the same list, the same chefs you see with the food yeah. on TV. It's the same this and that. And I really, with the platform that, for whatever reason I've been, I've been given, I wanted to you know, take the spotlight off myself. Um, you know, We had done fast foodies for the same network um, that became wildly successful. So, so much so, fun. You know, that's, and that's just fun. Um, and and the, the Warner and Turner family, they came to me and they were like, we want you to do a show. What kind of show do you want to make? And, you know, I've always loved the, you know, the Anthony Bourdain esque travel log, like really getting in, you know, to the to the dirt and grime. Um, but, you know, for many reasons, uh, you know, wanted to celebrate the, the food of, of, of the BIPOC uh world because it's just so underrepresented. Um it's not under eaten because, you know, we think right. the food the the food of America is is the food of, of, of African Americans. Mm-hmm. Is I mean a lot most of that stuff came over here on slave ships and, and ended here. Um, So just, you know, they kind of pitched them my idea and they're like, we love it, let's go. Um, So yeah, it was, you know, when I, I didn't want to know really anything. I mean, you know, make sure they had a story to tell, but I didn't want to know anything when I was going into these situations because I wanted to actively learn along with the audience and that made the interactions more genuine. The the questions come from pure, you know, uh, inquisitiveness for me, not just a list of, hey, this is what we need to find out. And I think... That's what resonated with people is just, you know, really seeing the excitement in these some of these episodes faces where they would never have thought that somebody would have been like, hey, do you want to tell your story? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that's why it was special for me. I mean, I love doing the TV thing. I've done all all the things. But to be able to make taste of the culture was was pretty special.
0: I, I think that authenticity comes through the screen because that was that was it for me. Like, you know, Charles and I have have turned this thing into something that's that's growing and and exploding and it all comes down to both of our not to speak for you Charles but both of our like sort of inquisitive sides and wanting to hear people's stories and what I loved about watching your show was that it always felt like we were like in the room with you as you were finding this out it never felt like okay this is all staged and like quick you say this and then say these two things and then we'll all laugh together ha 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 like it's it's real yep. and in a world that's keeps pushing towards everything you know whether you want to call it ai or whatever we're constantly pushing towards things that are manufactured right to have like really something where it feels like you can be in the room with with folks is, is amazing yeah, um what was that moment like when they when they called your name cuz going back to the authenticity i loved your reaction <laughs> and getting to watch that video <laughs> i was so dope cuz it was like yes that's that's my guy <laughs> That's yeah.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, yes, that's so funny because they're like, that was the most authentic, just moment. And and it truly was. But, you know, fast forwarding to that, I didn't, you know, I was nominated, this was maybe seven, eight months ago is when that came out. Um, Emmys have been postponed because of the the writer's strike. So, you know, everything Hollywood related was put on hold in solidarity, which I obviously 100% stand behind. Um, You know, and then we got an email like, Emmys are rescheduled to be during this date. You know, it was right before Christmas. You know, you have to pay your own way there, get a hotel. This is the and tickets were ridiculously expensive. I'm going up against Andrew Zimmern, uh, Guy Fieri, Emeril Lagasse, Ina Garten, and I looked at the list and I was like, I'm just happy to be on this yeah. list. But I'm not going to pay three grand to go sit at a table. <laughs> so one of these guys win. I just really didn't. I knew the show was great, um, and I just thought, you know, it's that first nomination that just kind of gets you in the conversation in the room. And I was like, that was this one for me. So very grateful. But I honestly wasn't going to go. And you know, my publicist called me. It was 48 hours before. And she was like, Justin, you have to go. She's like, you have to walk the red carpet. You got to shake the hands. You got to yeah. be in the room. Got to be yeah. seen. And I was like, you're right, I do. So made that decision. Uh, I, I will pub- publicly apologize to my mother uh, for telling her not to come. Because she's like, I'm coming. I'm like, Mom, I'm not going to win. I was, like, don't do I was like, don't get a dress. <laughs> oh, a,
0: Mama, hold on to buy that. Buy a
1: plane <laughs> ticket. Don't do this. I was like, next time, like, well, we don't need to do all that. And like, so I convinced my mom not to come. Um, you know, so went there to walk the red carpet, which was wild. You know, Maury Povich is getting his Lifetime Achievement Award. Connie Chung's up the, there. You know, the entire cast of General Hospital just all these like, daytime television icons that, you know, we grew up with. So, of course. I mean, that was incredible. <laughs> Every
0: day you were homesick. those were your friends. Right. <laughs> 100%. Right. Um,
1: but, you know, we're reading through the program, and this is a six-hour ordeal. You know, these award wow. shows are, are not fast. It was like five hours and 47 minutes was <laughs> when it ended up being like that. We're looking at the program. My category and name is Dead Last. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: No shit.
1: Yeah, dead Last in the whole thing was my was our category. Oh, and my I'm like we're in for the long haul. So we get in and they have our table assignment the farthest away table in the very back corner. And we walk in, they're like, oh, Mr. Sutherland, we're sorry. Like, we can totally get you seated closer to the stage. And I'm like, no, with, with that long, I'm going to need to get to hit this bar, watch the Vikings <laughs> games on. So, you know, I had my best friend Derek there. My agent came out, girlfriend was there, some other friends. We have this table in the back, just crushing bottles of wine. We have the Vikings game playing on our phone in the middle of the table. <laughs> when it got good, we snuck out the back and went to the bar, and just like, that? you know, waiting. Yeah. And then we get back up there, and I'm like, oh, all right, finally, this is over. And I read the categories, said the name, and I was blown away. And then as I walked up there, I was like, I didn't write anything. Like, you There sure. was no exception. I did not write. I didn't write anybody <laughs> to thank. I didn't write. because In my mind, I was not winning. So I'm walking up there, and I was like, what are you going to do? Don't fake like you did anything. Because you know what? I was like, I'm going to swear on cable TV. I love it. Because that's what I would do. Yep. <laughs> I had no other words. And I was like, you guys are fucking wild.
0: <laughs> I I watched that that moment and I just put my hands up because that is exactly how the fuck I would have reacted, and it was so perfect. It was so you. It was so awesome. Like I, oh, it's crazy.
1: So still processing it. I mean, it's yeah, it's quite the honor, and it's now you know every time like we watch and my girlfriend points it out all the time. Like you know you watch shows and they're like starring Emmy nominated this uh-huh. Emmy
0: nominated. She's like
1: they've all been nominated. You get to say Emmy winner. So it's it's fucking That's wild.
0: Rad, man. Emmy Award winner Justin Sutherland will That's be right. right back with us. That's yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I love it. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, cheers to all the grind and all the work that you've been putting in. Wanna touch it. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yes, Charles, course. you talk for a second. I gotta go of touch the <laughs> <at> Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on here, trying to touch
1: it. You got it. He's yeah.
0: Hey. Here we go. He's <laughs> handling it. <laughs> It's also so much heavier than you think it would be, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's real. Yeah. That's when you drop it on the bar when you're in in LA that they know that it's real.
1: And what's wild, so they you know they tell you this thing when you go pick it up, and if you look on the, if you look on the bottom, there's this whole legal disclaimer, um, and they give you they give this thing in the mail. <laughs> So it's a federal offense to sell this, and if you okay. if you die and don't have a successor, you have to return it to the academy, and they okay. put it, and they put it in a vault okay. and keep it in perpetuity I kinda like for that. you. But I it's all like that. all the fine prints on there, and
2: yeah, <laughs> that's that's I, I like that they do that because you, know, yeah, you look, always hear about look at
1: the at the bottom. It's <laughs>
2: <laughs> you hear about athletes like you know later in life, unfortunately, they fall on there. hard times, and they yeah. get rid of the Super Bowl rings and stuff like that. Part of you is like, man, it's, you know, obviously it's helping them out, but there's something sacred about that too, right? Oh, yeah. Dope. 2022, 2023, Daytime Emmy Awards, Outstanding Culinary Host, Justin Sutherland, Taste the Culture, TBS, TNT, True TV. That's fucking dope, dude. That's so dope. And no
0: matter what happens, like, that can never be taken away from you. That's just amazing to me. Yeah,
2: that's
1: fantastic. Guys, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So,
0: also, I gotta I gotta throw it now on the bucket list. I got I have to hold an EGOT. So I have <laughs> I have the EO taken care of. GO. Now I just gotta get the GT. All right, I'm gonna, I'll
1: write a good song for you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
0: Yeah. Okay, Justin, you gotta
2: win the rest of them so that Guam can handle it.
0: Exactly, I'll do my <laughs> best. I'll do my best. I don't know. Maybe someday there'll be a Grammy for it's it's audio. Maybe there's <laughs> right. a, a podcast four. Grammy. Yeah. You know, if we if I could find a Tony to hold, and then we could win the G. Dude, let's I, go. We got, hey, we got I a mean, video whoop show. That coming trick
1: up. won a Grammy for right. Karen's right. Howard saying it on hustle and <I'm laughs> flow. And if there's a Grammy <laughs> can be give given to whoop that trick, we can God. figure something out.
2: Listen, we got we <laughs> <Amazing>. got <some laughs> video content coming. We're definitely gonna win a Razzie. There you go. There you go. We'll <laughs> get a Razzie for <laughs> show. Razzie. For
0: show. Let's get that Razzie. Oh, oh man. Well, you know what? We should cheers. Yeah, this. I started early, so can you pour me a little more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I've I've been putting this shit down. All right. All right. <laughs> it's it technically directly in the middle of all of us. So, uh, so uh, also, since uh, the last 100 episodes when you were on, uh, 100 episodes ago when you were on, uh, we've acquired an incredible sponsor who's backed us uh, at every turn. Beam mm-hmm. Suntory really has come through and given us mm-hmm. all kinds of wonderful things. And with you just returning from Tulum, we had talked about tequila. So, uh, I pulled a bottle of Tres Generaciones Añejo. Mm-hmm tequila Uh, can i see the the bottle it is so beautiful for sipping um i love the fact that i had it in my car for a little bit so it got cool but not cold yeah yeah. the the sweetness and like the butterscotch Mm -hmm. in this the woody notes that kind of come through but you still can taste a little bit of the grass i love this i just think it is such a perfect like sipping tequila and i just thought for a night like this where it's a little bit warmer than it has been but it's still chilly Sitting in this kind of intimate room. This is the vibe that I thought would work best. And boy. Uh, did you think right? I did. Cheers. Hot damn.
2: Yeah, cheers, fellas. Yeah, it's got like a touch of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Almost like a little note of like star anise. Mm-hmm. just like right. a little backing kind of baking spice note. It's really good.
1: That's interesting. It's almost like an orange peel, though. It's mm-hmm. more of like that. In,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Not yeah, sweet, but uh, just, I, I mean, I'm a tequila. That's all I drink right now. I mean, only.
0: I'm I'm with you. I've been um I, I don't know if we've ever talked about it in this show. Um the the website uh tequila matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Have you fucked with that at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really love I love going on there and just kind of checking things out because I'm trying to build um sort of my own tasting course in my head. Right. And in the same way, like I'm I'm currently uh studying wine, so I'm gonna take my psalm exam and I'm trying to do the same things when it comes to spirits and <clears throat> I've loved whiskey for a long time, but a little bit for lack of a better way of putting it, like the mystery is kind of gone with whiskey for me right now. And it really is there for the agave family. And we've been fortunate enough to have some really incredible stuff in the show to taste through and using tools like that to kind of help me learn a little bit more about my palate and also what these should be offering versus what I'm taking in. I feel like, uh, Again, because we've talked about my multiple broken noses, I feel like I don't smell quite as well. So I'm always trying to like figure out like where my palate's at. Right. And any time that you can have a resource that is highly, um, sort of highly researched and and well put when it comes to explaining things, it's always nice to kind of bounce what you're getting off of something else. Right. And also one of the reasons that I love drinking with friends is talking about that. Like, what are you getting from this? Every time we sip something on the show. I love listening to what Charles' palate comes up with. I love hearing what our guest palette comes up with because it also helps me contextualize. Maybe there's some stuff I'm missing. Maybe there's some more nuanced notes that I'm hiding un- underneath sort of a more broad category. And again, just then you can call it R&D when you're drinking. The no.
1: Categories have just the categories just expanded so much. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, back in the you know, you think twenty years ago, even plus. I mean, when we thought of tequila, it was tose Cuervo. That was tequila you drank in Mexico. It was gross, and you didn't do any more. Same with rum. You know, you thought of Captain Morgan. I think those mm-hmm. in my mind, those are like the two spirits that who's have opened up so much. I mean, the rum world is is huge. I would never thought of being a rum guy, um, but I drink tequila only because whiskey now gives me. Debilitating three day hangover. Sure. Right? Like if I'm drinking, drinking. Like I, I'll love to go still sip a good bourbon, mm-hmm. have a cigar, you know, but if I'm drinking, like the only thing I drink is tequila. I can sure. drink a bottle of tequila and run a marathon tomorrow and love it, feel nothing. Whiskey, I'm out for three days. I
0: still can't run a marathon, but no. I can drink a bottle of tequila. <laughs> Fair
1: enough. That's disclosure: like, I cannot run a marathon.
0: But <laughs> really, t- like truth to what you're saying, uh, I remember the first time that I had Del Maguey Vida mezcal. Mm-hmm. The only other mezcal that I had ever had was mm-hmm. Monte Alban, right, sure. with yeah. the creepy ass little like inchworm on in the bottom of the bottle. Yep. Like that's that was that's the leaps and bounds that we've across sort of until we can get to this point. It's it's amazing to me. It is. Yeah,
2: the access is spectacular. I mean, even to speak to the Tris generationis lineup, this is the third of their um, selections that we have mm-hmm. had on the podcast. And it's really dope to go through each of them and see like how variable they are. And it's kind of take a step back and have respect for the process of creating these products and how they can have disparate natures Mm-hmm. Like the, the skill that it takes wild. to craft these products and for them each to distinguish themselves and their properties in such wild ways, that is super impressive.
1: Totally. I mean I went to I was in I went to Oaxaca last year, from, I mean home of Mezcal and just I mean it's insane. What's put into the into these? Mm-hmm. I mean, thousands of different. I mean, each person. It's not even. There's not even brands there. It's not. It's a. It's a household, and some of them yeah. is a house. That, you know, the size of this, and they make some of the best mezcals and teals in the world. It's just. It was one of the coolest experiences ever.
0: And We've talked about it on the show before, but like thinking about the people who plant some of those agave plants, mm-hmm. who literally won't be alive when they when they bear when fruit har- for the man. first time yeah. when they're harvested. Like that's wild to me. And that kind of devotion, like we don't, there isn't an allegory to that. Yeah. There isn't another thing that I can think of. They
1: still put the same amount of care, Correct. love, and effort yeah. into that craft,
0: yeah. knowing that they will never try it.
1: Wild, 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 wild. Apply that to anything else, and <laughs> you know, like
0: <laughs> plant a tree that you'll never get to sit under its shade. Go to
1: med school for eight years, but never be a doctor. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, well, should we get into it, Charles? Absolutely. Let's go. Oh, this is this is me. I forgot. Uh, all right. Justin mm. what sound or texture gives you shivers up your spine good or bad so it could be like the thing that just makes you like or the things like ooh.
1: oh man um sound or texture uh well the sound that I still if I hear it I will I would have a panic attack is <laughs> I was I was in a fraternity in college um, and for our for our final rush week day, we got locked in a pitch dark room with a keg of beer for 24 hours with "I'm a Barbie Girl" playing as loud as, po- no. as loud as possible for 24 <laughs> hours straight. Um, you can't do these things anymore because they would be illegal. But yeah. when I was going to college, you know, we hazed the hell out of people. Um, so every time I hear "I'm a Barbie Girl," I throw off my mouth. I can't even like oh. I, I have PTSD, so thank you, five capasai. <laughs> <sigh.
0: laughs> oh my god. god. I had a I had a very good friend. So I went to a small liberal arts school. He went to a public school. He he also pledged and his was um I think it was called Twist, the first song in the second corn album. Well. Where it's basically just Jonathan Davis going, mm, not doing not doing it. It. Not uh that was it was that same on repeat thing. for eight hours yeah, nuts. and he's the same way to this day if he exactly. hears it and he's like you got to turn it off or i gotta leave Ugh, like wild
1: the other sound is if you go to Subway and the person in front of you asks for extra mayo, and they take that bottle, and they slam it down on the counter like three yeah. times, and they go, yeah. and just watch it, and the guy next <laughs> to you is like, more, more. And it's just the combination of the slamming on the table, the squirting of oh, the mayo, yeah. and the mayo lover asking for more. Yep. That whole combination is like <laughs> the worst experience of my life. I've, just, I've left. I've, I've just been like, <laughs> right, I'll pay for his, but I'm, I'm on mine, I'm out. Out. I'm out.
0: Just fucking like, like Kylo Ren glowing red reds more more that's also like that's what i hear every time somebody wants mayo on something yeah. that's what happens in my head yeah. so i'm fucking with you on that oh. but that uh, i know what i have to do but i don't know if i have the strength exactly to do. yes <laughs> oh my god uh charles what does that for you i feel so like sound we, has to be worse yeah
2: for we t- so we talk about misophonia a recent study came out that almost half the population suffers from misophonia to some degree It's 49 point something percent of the population reportedly suffers from some form of misophonia. Again, I think that like my my practice of mindfulness is helping me with navigating how many sounds irk me Mm -hmm. and also like the effect that it has on my body. I'll point out perhaps the worst one because I also just hate it regardless of the effect that it has on me psychologically. It's one thing when you hear someone eating, right? Chewing is one thing. Chewing with your mouth open, the sound of that is amplified, of course. The worst one, and one of my best friends does this. If you're eating something you really enjoy and you moan while you're chewing, Ugh. I fucking, I can't. I have to leave. Like, I have to get in the car. I got to go. But one of my best friends does this. He chews on food and he goes, mm. I'm not kidding. It's a thing that he does. And for years, I'm like, dude, d- dude, what are you... Why Why are you... <laughs> <laughs> that that
1: sends shivers straight up. Is it horrible that I hate listening to people breathe, <laughs> which I know yeah. is the which is I know is like the most uh, necessary thing for life. So it's like I don't want you to die. I just yeah. don't want to listen to you sustain life. Right? I don't no, want to. No, I'm with you. I such a mouth breather.
0: Sometimes I don't like hearing myself breathe. Like, same. I got a little stuffed up, kind of at the end of the super cold when it got a little bit warmer, and I was laying in bed next to my wife, and she's reading, and I'm reading. And I was quietly trying to change like every possible shape of my mouth so I couldn't hear myself breathing. Yeah. And finally I was like, I'm going to go downstairs and watch TV. Yeah. <clears throat> She's like, why, why are you? I'm like, "I. sorry, I got to go. I needed to have some sort of noise on because I was hearing myself breathe. <laughs> <laughs> is there a texture that does it for you too? Or is it just sound stuff?
2: Like a like a food texture, anything
0: about? like touching anything. Yeah, we've talked there... we
2: talked about like prickly sweaters. Oh yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. major aversion. Mm, to I forgot that. about that. Like Marnie knows if she wears certain sweaters, I'll stay the fuck away from her. <laughs> like
1: yeah. So now when she wears them, you're like she doesn't even want to be around me right, All right cool. now. Yeah, like, I, already message, I already know. Message message, message
2: received. her. <laughs> but like prickly sweaters, I remember when I was a kid. Okay, did you guys play the original NES? Ninja Turtles game, yes,
0: the of hardest course. game on and, earth, the NES unbeatable. one, unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: remember when you had to swim through? That the, was the worst part. The of the it. Electrified coral. <laughs> of course, I used to feel that way at department stores when there were rows of sweaters. <laughs> I'd be like, uh oh, uh oh, Ninja Turtles, because like, I felt like I couldn't get through without touching them. And people don't believe this, but for instance, I was with Derek Reed, Club Caraway, a store in St. Paul, like a nice retailer. And we were looking at these really nice sweaters and I was judging them and he like, he couldn't even believe his ears. He was kind of like giggling, but I was like, I'm not joking, but I was judging them as to whether I could touch them or not. (laughs) And then he was like, what about this one? Can you touch this one? And I was like, that one's a maybe. And then I reached my hand out ever so slowly, and when I touched it, I reared my hand back, and I was like, "No, I can't touch that one." And he was
1: like, "What? This is a serious thing. Have you yeah. talked to anybody else about that other than the podcast fans?" <laughs> I should probably. I have never brought one. this up in therapy, but maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
2: here is another thing I want to bring this up. Yeah, I saw a meme yesterday that said, uh, "I miss when you could. Um, I miss when you could touch the TV's fur." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought uh-huh. about that song. I was like, this, this meme just teleported my ass to 1987.
0: You could also remember rub, you rub you could your head on it, and it would do the, the same fur. thing as a balloon, and <laughs> just give you up. like, yep. <laughs> yeah, rub the fur on your TV. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's fucking real. So the reason that I, the reason that I asked this question was I found a new one, and I don't remember this as a child being a thing for me. But I was at a gas station two days ago, and a guy got out of a car next to me as I was finishing pumping my gas and it had just gotten warm enough where I was like, I think I could get a car wash and kind of get away with it because I had to drive all day yeah. and I, my car was caked in salt. So I was like, perfect, there's nobody in line because nobody's thinking about car wash. I start following this guy and he has like 1980s windbreaker pants on <laughs> and and he's, and he's close walking and it's <laughs> And I, my body, (laughs) at least from how it felt, my body looked like if I was a puppet and all of your fingers were like my limbs, it would be you making a fist. Like I shrank into myself from the sound of that guy walking. And like, I don't know where that came from, but oh my God, it was like crippling. Wow. And I I don't recall like that being a thing for me before, but I also couldn't tell you the last time. And this was like old ass, not, not super slick super smooth like the ones where mm. it was kind of like a rough texture Wolfier, that's
1: why i like that sound because it reminds me of how much i loved the charlotte hornets and the dallas cowboys yeah. starter jacket. 100%. Yeah. Like, I, like that thick yep. material like when i when i hear that sound i'm like I where Dude. everything's coming back why hasn't the starter
2: jacket come back that makes me think of a long time ago because i'm trying to remember the last time i heard that yep
0: it's, and it it, like, fucked me up. And it's, like, I, old and
2: shitty, like, track yeah. pads. And if or... you had
0: asked me, I would have been like, oh, hell yeah, that's the sound of my childhood. It mm-hmm. fucking wrecked uh-huh. me. And then, again, because it's winter and it's dry, I get, <laughs> I've talked about it the show before, <laughs> one of the things that makes me the most crazy angry for no reason is like if i have over the head over the ear headphones on and something pulls them off like if they get caught on a railing or whatever i like fucking see red and i go full hulk don't know why have to talk myself down from it really quick close yep exactly would (laughs) gladly do that to whatever railing like i will punch a fucking railing (laughs) static shocks same thing Oh my God. Like when you grab a door handle and you get shocked and then you're like, oh, fine. And then you grab the next door handle and it hits you again. Then you grab your car and it's a third static shock. I lose my mind. How I many, don't know t- How
1: many times have you been static shocked three times in a row on three different surfaces?
0: At least the last... Weak, Justin. He is just a super weak superhero. <laughs> yep, Cause,
2: like, Cause the, he's got, the most minimal
1: yeah, electric yeah, powers ever. I'm like like a
0: minor annoyance <laughs> villain. Yeah, fuck you, Qua. That's fucking annoying. Ha I am breaking your concentration. I, I can't concentration read your mind, but I
1: can only hear you breathe yep. all the time.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I will fight you unless you're wearing windbreaker pants from the '80s, and you're then like, I will fall into a ball on the ground. We gotta get you. We gotta get
2: you a a. Sparkly stormtrooper helmet, and you can be Shockmaster two point oh. There we
0: go, and That's then an old fall WCW through a wall. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we I'm in. I'm, I like, yeah, I can't be the. I have to be the, the Shock Apprentice. I'm thinking more like Power the,
1: Line from a Goofy movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will fuck with that song now. all day, dude. Come on. Come on. Now. Come on.
0: I the last time the last time that I actually DJ that wasn't for a wedding I dropped that track and I could not believe how many people came up to me. All I did was loop a loop a drum section in front right. of it, and people were like losing their fucking I, minds. I can hear it
1: in my head and I'm they, losing my mind thinking it was about it. it
0: was wild. All right, well then that that settles it. Uh, I'm doing a thing for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I got to try that out again. And that. See if that see if that works. <laughs> but yeah, that was like I, it was just. I again, I think the older we get, much like our palates change, I think sometimes like annoyances like that change. And I think it's yeah. funny to hear because I guarantee you, everyone out there listening has something maybe not weird, but like something that like nobody else maybe freaks oh, out about. Where you're just like, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: it just is what it is.
2: Many of those things.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's well, fucking cheers it up. Yeah. Cheers, oh.
2: cheers y'all. So, perfect segue. Speaking of palettes changing, Justin, what food is really in right now that you don't personally care for? Huh?
1: What food is really in right now? <laughs> there's a bunch of shit. What's
2: I mean, that? I can just rip it right off the top and let you know mine.
1: I mean, I don't know if there's like new. I think I think like the food trends, right? That 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 are that are coming and going. I mean, I, I will say I I think. This – all kind of these outside big city chains that are popping up from heralds that just came. People are losing their freaking mind over – We were just talking about that before you got here. Chicken, that should come – there is just equally as good, if not better, places that have already been here. That we – so that is a minor annoyance or a major annoyance of mine for sure Um, is just – is that trend because – I you know, think of Minneapolis in general, I mean, we've always had a great food scene. We've always been a flyover. And now people are like, oh, they have a good food scene, so let's ruin their food scene with all the other chains from everywhere else because that's what they need. We don't need that. <laughs> we got it. We got that. Just come <laughs> eat our shit. Yes. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: yeah, that's, that's super valid. Yeah, we literally, like 10 minutes before you walked in, Juan mm-hmm. brought up there's a three-hour wait at Herald's. and I was like, I was looking at their IG page. They have, like, no likes on any of their posts. I'm like, how is there a three-hour wait? Like, and then he showed me a video and i was like it looks like they're not hitting
0: times yeah it oh, kind of
2: just looks like they're not giving anybody And there's their- so
0: <laughs> many places that i could just go walk in sit yeah, down right. and eat incredible fried chicken right. and i'm not shitting on heralds like no. i got sure. friends in chicago that for, swear by it sure. and like good on you but bro we don't uh, and what's cool. at Chris
1: Humphrey's place? Dave's the yep. Dave's Hot Chicken? Dave's Hot Chicken. Thing. Oh, thing. right.
0: Yep. And again, like, I I, I actually ate there. Uh, I was waiting for uh Did a, you sign the waiver and eat the It Might Kill You one? I did the one right below it, yeah. <clears throat> mostly because I didn't want to deal with the waiver and also because I had no idea what the actual flavor was, but I was waiting There's for- There's no
1: flavor if you have to sign a waiver Correct. because it might destroy <laughs> your life. And I'll,
0: and I'll say, I mean, <clears throat> look, it was, it was hot. Yeah. It, good onion, the flavor was fine. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole lot of, like, we'll name it crazy things and we'll do the waiver things so right. people have to actually get scared. It was it was just hot. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. But, again, I got great places that I can go to get hot-ass chicken already. Right. Like, Nashville Coop is dope. Yeah. Uh, Revival, dope. Like, there's a ton of spaces that you can go to and do that. Also, just go get some delicious Popeyes if you need to. and Cub Foods fried chicken. I mess with that. I'll put my own hot sauce on it. I will use your uh, Nashville hot. Holy shit! You throw on with it's that? Pretty good. It's real good. Uh, the amount of things that I've used your actual fried chicken dredge on, like not it's, fried chicken. Not for fried. <laughs> Bro, we got things that we can talk about. It's a
1: good. It is a good all around. Because I was eating it. It's a good just like seasoning rub. Had no flour to it anyway. We can talk. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Well,
0: I, actually, I, I will throw one out. Uh, doing anything in the like. Um, like uh chicken piccata, that kind of thing. Just doing a little sure. dredge and flour. Like nice. it changed the entire dish for me. And you that's right. I was thinking eggplant fries. Yeah. hundred percent. That was the yeah. first thing that we talked about was okay. like, Holy shit. Let's do eggplant with that. Mm. So anyway, more ideas, yeah. but yes, the, the chains moving in, it's been weird. Cause it was almost like, uh, like COVID cleared out everybody watching. Cause mm-hmm. we had been pretty vigilant. Right. And COVID kind of got everybody not looking. And now everybody just poking it's in like, so Oh it. no, it's just a one-off. Like, don't yeah. worry about yeah. us. Like I'm not, even, I'm not against
1: chains. Yeah. I sh- it's just the change that the chains that think that they're coming here to make something better mm-hmm. or to to, to mm-hmm. please come in and and contribute, but just don't be thinking. Oh, they need they need us. Mm-hmm.
0: I I don't know if this counts, Charles. Like I was thinking about when you asked this question, and there's a few other things that I'll. There's always shit I want to bitch about, but the thing that I'm the most irritated about is the the. Now that I finally caved and I put TikTok on my fucking phone. Yeah. The amount of like dumb big food that people are making and are trying to like pass this off and then watching cuz I don't give a fuck if like it's out there and people just want to watch it cuz like that's some stupid shit. But then watching it get reshared by people on like Facebook and Instagram where I know all of these humans, mm-hmm. and then be like, yo, we got to do this sometime. Like, no, you fucking no, don't, you don't. Dude. Are they, like, trying to really make something, or is it, like, a rage bait? No, 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 like, trying to
2: make something.
1: But
0: okay. excessive. Yeah, and but, like, yeah, yeah.
2: like... Do like, remember Happy Mealtime, Fun meals. What the fuck was that account called? I think they're still around. I don't remember. It might have right? been to... Happy Mealtime. Yeah. It, is, it's something was. like that, right? The Canadian Epic time. Epic. Epic Mealtime. Epic, Epic Mealtime. Time. Right. Yeah, yep. those were fun to watch because... They were high as fuck. They were funny as fuck. Yeah. And they were just trying to make an extreme version of a dish. And they just had a good, like, production vibe. But now there's stuff like that. that we're talking I about people say. taking an
1: entire cow and covering it yep. in, in gallons of mustard and being like, I'm going to make the largest, uh, what I'm uh, freaking, uh, uh, whatever. Like, like my run. rotisserie or like <laughs> yeah. whatever.
0: Like, the f- okay, the one that got me. That I got, I saw shared across three different social media platforms by three different people in my world. Like human beings that I know who all posted something like, ooh, I got to try this. And it was like a gluten-free way to make the best burger. And it was basically taking like a bread loaf pan. And then, of course, it's like pre-made, pre-shaped, pre-frozen burger patties with cheese and onions. Stack them vertically. And then... Coat it in God. What was it? Fucking wait. It. Like
2: lining the bread pan.
0: Like like mm-hmm. stacking it like poker chips vertically. Okay. Right. Got it. So it was uh, for listeners' visual. Giant. Appreciation. Yeah. Giant frozen burger patty. Then cross section of red onion. Then cheddar cheese or American cheese. I couldn't tell. Probably American. Actually, now that I think about Probably it. Probably America, American. Uh, bing, 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 bing. All the way. So okay. fill an entire bread pan with that. So it's just then. Shitty meatloaf. On your way home, stop and get McDonald's fries, and then stuff all the fries down on the side.
2: And oh then, yeah, that's dude, that's rage bait.
0: Well, but then you do barbecue sauce, mustard, no, ketchup oh, across no, the top, no, and then you no. bake it, and then it comes out and it's gluten free because there's no bun. But then mm. you just you just chop it up and then you eat mm. it, and like, like even if that's how it was created, I was watching this like circle through groups of friends of mine, and it wasn't even if it was like ironically dude, posted,
2: make a crispy rice patty or
0: something it just made me that kind of shit. I'm just so fucking that you don't need a hack to like make delicious food. You can just, you can just literally get ground beef or grind it on your own, whatever you want to do. You can add onions, you can add cheese and then you can just cook that in a pan with salt and pepper and then you can eat it. Like yeah, you're set. Little- I'm going to
1: share my rage bait that I've never shared publicly because go. I mean, but it, it should be known. Now it is, uh, <laughs> Go to two fast food places. Not just one fast food place. You just got to go to Arby's and get yourself a beef and cheddar. And then go get a spicy ramen. And you almost make a beef and cheddar birria by dipping your beef and cheddar in the spicy ramen dip and taking an immediate bite. It is incredible. I
0: don't hate this at all. <laughs> it is. Okay. It that's, is not, inc- that's not a rage bait. It, well, that's just like, that's it's,
1: a- it's something that it was somebody will make a YouTube video about and share. And yeah. I was just like should i i was like no i shouldn't oh, and no. and i see my tiktoks on uh, instagram like adults i don't <laughs> when, yeah. after they're four weeks old and people yep. have shared them they yep. pop up on my instagram yep. so i'm always way behind but i'm just telling you i was really high one day and i tried this and i'm not mad like, at that i was like this is like a Buria sandwich spicy. It was amazing. Are you
2: using like Bulldog ramen? Like the real like spicy? The shit? real yeah, spicy. Dogs, I'm r- here. I always have,
1: I always have that out The home. real spicy ramen. That's and what I you can it. do is you boil it and you take those noodles and you put that on the beef and cheddar sandwich. <laughs> so you've got just this extra level of texture on the sandwich and you just dip that in the broth like you would a birria taco. My guy.
0: Real talk, my wife is about to be out of town for two and a half You're weeks, do this. and if you don't think that I am one hundred fucking percent gonna do this, do <laughs> you it. are crazy, and I will tag your ass to I do One hundred percent. I love that 100%. this is this is a trope
2: of our show. It's the qualm disclaimer because yep. whenever he hears a uh, like a food idea that you probably shouldn't do on just a regular Monday, he's like, "My wife is about to leave town, <laughs> right?" And you have no idea,
0: yes sir. And I always do it because I always do. I do one crazy fucking. She would never allow this in the yeah. house night. Yeah. Do and then the rest top of it. you have a fire at
1: home? Do you have a, ta- yes, you have a tabletop? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I said that and looked over come, like, on, yeah, bro. come on. Yeah, come on. Never mind. I apologize. How <laughs> rude of me. Um, cook the noodles. Huh? And then fry them so they're crispy. Oh, yeah. And then put the crispy, crunchy noodles on the beef and cheddar sandwich so you get that texture. Uh, and then you dip that into the spicy, super spicy ramen broth. And you have a fried so ramen beef this. and cheddar birria sandwich taco uh, that uh, is my secret yes. that I haven't told That you was anything.
0: the greatest combination of words I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> It's like the the beef and ched portion of the equation. I don't remember the last time I had one of those. It's the getting the... Because I get that triple X spicy, spicy black packet buldak. Yep. I love that shit same, so right. much. Same, same, same. Like Marty comes in the room and I'm like, there's... You know, I got... The snoots. Like sweat and snoots and like yep. tears
1: running down my face. The cheese mellows down the heat a little bit. But if you already yeah. like that level of heat... The, like the, the key is the onion bun, though. So, I yeah. oh, okay. just get a regular roast beef sandwich, just skip yeah, the, the cheddar, seed. but just you got to get it on the onion bun. Mm. If you really want to get the heat, then that cheese doesn't mellow it out. You still do the same thing: crispy noodles, no cheese, onion bun, sandwich, dip.
0: Oh, this is happening. Cheat this
2: codes. Is See, we call happening. that a cheat code, not rage bid. I think yeah. that's a cheat code. Yeah, that's a Sorry. cheat code. There's two bins. I think that qualifies <laughs> the, the, as cheat code. My,
0: my favorite part is going to be because you you, you know, obviously you're going to make this at home. <laughs> yeah. Somebody picking up that roast beef, and I'm just going to be giggling the whole time. You know, because that yep. guy's going to be like, that's the happiest I've ever seen anybody. Yep. But as a plus size model, he's like, ah, he's just a fat guy. Like, hey, you need at, at least, least two. <laughs> yeah.
2: You need at least two.
0: Well, you would have one normal and then you're going to have oh, okay. like i'll do one while do you just I'm do one it. do you do What's one that?
2: beef and shed with the whole ramen or do you do multiple beef and cheds no
1: i always go for the uh, the big beef and shed well oh, they got like a big one yeah you okay. can you can get three sizes yeah. for sure oh yeah, yeah the, big,
0: a... the big one is a half a pound yeah Okay. So, it's a quarter pound, a third a pound, and a half a pound. It's same, just same size, bun. same size bun, just how much meat you want. I don't, I haven't had RVs. And so you can't
1: long, taste the cheddar that. on it. Mm-mm. The cheddar just mellows down the spice. Mm-mm. It's like an ooze, right? It's like an ooze. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah okay. n- Ninja Turtle shit. It's, like the it's, just, it's just a se- the it's secret. the secret of the ooze. So, if you love spice, skip the ched. <laughs> That's just for texture. Just get a, 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 a quadruple sandwich and say sub onion Holy bun. Shit. Go home and wow. take your clothes oh, off, sit on the couch, eat it naked, and have a lot of fun. Oh, it's so fun when I I can see a direct
0: portal into my future. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Then you just get salt sweats for the next, like, three hours. You'll sweat for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well, Charles, since we
2: got got deep on that. Mine's a little more, like, mainstream, but I have a big problem with... It's mostly foodie videos. You're not really seeing these in restaurants because my problem with them is probably... The same problem that a restaurant would have with them is that they're super impractical. But you got people making steak sandwiches with like a whole steak on it. You can't oh, even
1: eat that. Yeah. Nor do you want to. No. no it's not just
2: all. Oh, dude, it's so fucking dumb. Like make a Philly or something, right? Mm-hmm. Get like, you know, like the Big E steak breakfast sandwich. Yeah, That's enough steak. But you're seeing these videos where they're doing like these big thick slices like when they bring out your plate at a steakhouse right. and they're putting that on the bread. 26 ounce ribeye
1: r- bone r- in and we we'll slice this up and make a sandwich out of it. Yeah, wh- like what, what are you what, talking about?
2: What kind of teeth do you have that you're able to yeah. actually bite through four pieces of thick cut steak and get all the topics and not have it just slide off and fall on the plate? Cause in all those videos, if they're brave enough to show themselves eating it, that's right. exactly what happens. And even, um, chef Ken Lee did a duo video of, Gordon Ramsay literally making mm-hmm. a steak sandwich like that. He did a duo video where he was doing every step right alongside him. And at the end, took a bite. And then, like, it, you showed him. It looked like his tongue hanging out, you know? Because there was, like, four pieces of steak just hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. And then he, like, spit him on the plate. And he's like, I'm just going to get
0: some rice <laughs> and, like, eat this like a rice bowl. This is not a sandwich. As well, you should. Right. Like, I, I don't. All of that shit, where it's just for like the 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 ice cream cone that just keeps getting bigger and eventually looks like a Wisconsin Bloody Mary, mm. where there's like six donuts and like like what the
1: fuck? Unless you're Joe Biden, how much ice cream can you actually <laughs> eat?
0: <laughs> exactly. There's only so much kids' hair to smell. It's, it's tough. I just don't understand. I get that it looks cool, and you're like, oh wow, I've never seen anybody do that, but. If it's completely purposeless and you're just doing it for the video, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. And then again, then we just yeah. teach people that like who have literally never cooked a meal in their life that we're like, oh, this is what cooking is. And I think that's the thing that bothers me the most. That's sure. my problem with rage bait. That's my problem with like big food.
1: I was gonna say you just really liken this to like porn for me. Like, yep, <laughs>
0: this actually can't be done. Yes, but, <laughs> but like I want to see <laughs> if they right. can. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm <laughs> Semi back in now, I get it. Uh, also a line from completely
1: porn. pointless, but the fact that you can do this is wild. Yep.
0: No, you're not. God damn it. The, yeah, I okay. Need, Justin's here to just bring it back into reality. The thickness of
2: the, the, thickness of the stick is like less and less realistic BBLs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, no. No, 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 you uh, got uh, too uh, far. Uh, nope. No. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, I got to search for natural. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, give me like,
2: dude, do thin, I know you don't want to rent the fucking meat slicer, but do like medium rare shaved roast beef. It looks beautiful. Everybody loves that. And that's that's sexy food And I can bite through it.
0: There's (laughs) nothing cooler than watching like paper thin shavings of meat. Like Mm. that, I will take that 10,000 times (sighs) over like some fucking thick ass inch thick steak cuts on a sandwich. Choking down. Yeah. Like, nobody wants that.
2: Shave it thin, spill a bunch of raclette over it. That's like your classy version. Like a yeah. super classy version of the beef and ched. Yes. So we're, okay, so oh we're my gonna God. do
1: this. We're gonna make a five hour dashi broth. Let's go. Shave oh. reclet oh. over super thinned ribeye. Bro, you
2: have the reclete lamp, this. don't you? I have the lamp. I also have
0: a lamp. Let's we're,
2: choose better than one, because
0: oh that takes a long time. We're gonna time. need a couple reclett
1: lamps <laughs> yeah. for
0: sure. Are we gonna are we gonna make our I own version
2: of this? I think we have to do this. Let's do side by side. Yep. Bulldak and
0: Arby's versus yes. us. Uh, yes. Oh my god, this is fucking <laughs> this is perfect. Happening. I still have the the dashi uh, concentrate that you brought me home from Copenhagen. We can actually throw that in and you. make the most ridiculous dashi broth. That's Noma, yeah, thin Noma. slice, Riclet. and then we do the beef and chad and the blue onion buns. Yep. Do that. All right, it's happening. God damn it. All right, well, I know Ooh. what I'm doing in February. Let's Make
1: sure cameraman present so we can get our next Emmy, guys.
0: Dear, be a TV. Dear Jeremy Nordine, I will be calling you very soon. Oh, man.
2: Holy shit. Yep. Well, cheers, I mean, cheers to, to that. Steak sandwiches we actually want to eat.
0: Yep. Cheers right. to Salt Sweats. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we've all been traveling a lot lately, and more trips are on the horizon. Is there a place that you keep trying to go to that for some reason has remained elusive.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I mean I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean mm-hmm. I, I enjoy. I mean it's one of my favorite things in the world domestically internationally. Um
0: Or is there just still something on the bucket list?
1: Called, yeah, and they're just like wow, like I, I really want I want to go to Australia really bad just mm-hmm. because it's so far away and it's Australian. It's own little and I've never seen a not beautiful woman from Australia <laughs> and yeah. something I mean men with an Australian accent are a little bit weird but women with Australian accents I'm yeah. all about that. Well is it summer uh, there when it's winter here? And it's year, summer right? there when it's winter here. That's
0: literally why that's where my wife is going. Uh, yeah. Her and two of her girlfriends are going there cuz they want to summer in Australia while yeah. we're wintering here.
1: Um I to Norway really bad. Um just cuz my, my 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 grandfather's Norwegian. He's from a Small town called Hell Norway, and in, in Norway, and his his whole life, all he grew oh. up his you know his 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 VFW after a bunch of drinks, you know, I'm straight from hell. You can't do fuck with me. i <laughs> from Hell Norway. Um, I actually, found out if you know, uh, uh, uh Tim Susha was chef from Meritage for yeah. his Tim's family. We actually might be really distant related cousins because there's ninety three people in Hell Norway, mm-hmm. um, and Whoa. that's where that's where Tim Helgeson's family's from as well
0: um so i want to go to hell norway um yeah dude well you tell me when you want to go to norway i will gladly either help you set up a trip or i will gladly go with and be a a tour guide i know exactly where hell is simply because as a kid i just thought it was cool when i could find cities that were like named or towns that were named after things they weren't Mm. supposed to be named after and then as I learned more and more about my heritage, that just happened to be the country that I kept going back to. But yeah, Yo, dude, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Yep. Ghana, you know boys, I'll walk through hell with you. Yeah, I would walk through hell with you. It's also great. Cause it's a short walk. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, all right, we made it <laughs> and we're done. All right, it let's go to the good. bar. <laughs> but uh, Ghana, you said as well, yeah, I haven't seen, I
1: haven't seen a lot of Africa and mm. like Ghana. Just, I've got some good friends from there. The food seems great there. And just, so I'd, l- I'd love to get to Ghana.
0: Soon. Hell yeah. Oh my god, uh, Charles. How about you? I'm just gonna keep banging the
2: drum about Japan because of the trip that I had canceled in uh, June of 2020 for obvious reasons, and it took them a long time to reopen. Um, yeah, I won't belabor the subjects. We've talked about it so many times, but I need to go. Like, I want to make it. I want to make it a point to get there in 2024. Mm. I just got to figure out when that's going to be because I already have. You know, five trips on deck, and obviously a bunch of shit to do here as well. <laughs> like
1: an actual... Uh, I, I missed. Like, do you say somewhere specific in Japan, uh, just Japan? I mean,
2: I think that, okay, depending on the amount of time I spend there, and when I was going the last time, it was going to be just a little over two weeks. Having never been and having wanted to go my entire life, I feel like I got to do what I did... First time I went to France is I was like, let me focus on Paris and then I'll stretch out later. Having never been in Japan, I feel like I need to do Tokyo. And then when I come back, I can explore out from there, go to Kyoto and and Nagano and all the other various areas or travel across Japan, which like Tyson from Sculvin recommends. Mm -hmm. But he's been there multiple times. I feel like if I don't have more than two weeks, I want to.
1: I will say one of the – I've been to Japan plenty. My mom was born there. Grandma's Japanese. One of the craziest – I mean, it's not a a huge country. One of the craziest experiences in one trip to do, though, is is to take the Shinkansen, the the bullet train, from Tokyo to Kyoto and, like, do that trip. I mean, we're in a country smaller than California – and you can go from the year 2070, which is like what Tokyo feels Indeed. like, and then you go to Kyoto and you're like in the 1800s. I mean, just with you know the temples and the tradition, everything that's happening in Kyoto, and then you just take a spaceship to the future and you're in Tokyo and you're like, where? So that just the dichotomy and just seeing, but yet yeah. that there's the, the differences in atmosphere and technology and everything are so different but the mindset of the people is so much the same is, it's just, it's wild. Like just, you know, so that much
2: time would you recommend?
1: Like, I I mean, I would, I would say a good 10 to 12 days is good to move around a lot. Um, you know, you could do a week in Tokyo and and hit everything you want to hit. Um, but it's, I just, yeah. Anytime Japan gets brought up, I'm just like, it's wild. I mean, you go even to the smallest hole in the wall dive bar, and you've got a you know a bartender in a vest, hand carving ice, pouring you the best right. whiskey. It's just, it's my favorite culture, and not just because it's part of my family. Just when I, I've been a lot of places, and that's there's nothing like Japan in the world.
2: I love everything that comes from Japan, and I have since I was a child yeah. because video games and right. sushi and like you name it, pororisu, Japanese wrestling, like. I love everything about Japan. And if you ask me, that's, that's the funny thing is I've always said, like, if you asked me when I was 10, 20, 30, and 40, where I haven't traveled that I want to go, I would have told you at 10, 20, 30, and 40, Japan. Japan. And I still haven't gone. But we all have those things in our lives, mm-hmm. right, that we don't. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I got I to gotta make it happen.
1: Let me know when it's happening.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit.
0: It's funny that you said that about the train from Tokyo to Kyoto, Mm -hmm. though, because the same thing that I would recommend to you for Norway is the train from Oslo to Bergen, Mm -hmm. which I might have my geography a little bit off, but if you go to Bergen, you're actually pretty close to, because hell is near Trondelag. Mm -hmm. So you'd be pretty close to where that is. You You'd still have to like rent a car at some point. But if you take that train you end up going through the tunnels, the original tunnels that were dynamited out in the late 1800s. And it's still like wood posts and shit holding right. everything up. Mm. And so like when we went, it was May and you go from warm weather all the way up through snow. One of the stops is where they filmed Hoth. Mm. The Hoth yeah, I was going to say is like the Hoth train. Yeah, and then you, okay. you come back down and then you're, you're there in this harbor and all of the um, all of the buildings that are around the harbor in Bergen are all, they're replicas because they all burned down in the early 1800s, but it's all replicas of what was there from the 1500s. And so you go from the most modern, crazy, like, 2070 shit on the harbor in Oslo from all of the money and all the oil money and all the investment going there. And then you go up there and Bergen is doing everything they can to hold on to what it looked like 400 years ago. And... There's, you know, there's a, like a Radisson blue is in one of these buildings, right. but the front of it, it looks the same as it would have coming into the Harbor 400 years ago. And that, that duality is so crazy. And I think it's crazy for me at least because we exist in a culture that doesn't want to celebrate that. Right. And to have, uh, like two wildly disparate, but two cultures that are very much hanging on to those same values, I think mm-hmm. is kind of a beautiful thing.
1: So I love to travel
0: yeah man. like, oh God. It just shows you as small as this planet is, how big the fucking world is, mm-hmm. you know for me, I've always talked about that Cape Town is number one, like going to South Africa is huge for me, yep. but I've also realized uh, I really, really, really want for some reason to go t- to like northern Alaska. Okay. like I kind of want to get i i my my stretch now, the older I get is I want to see like the farthest corners that I can get to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Australia would be wonderful. I, we, uh, former guest of our podcast got to go to Antarctica and see that, like all of that shit is kind of where my heart keeps going more and more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've had a, a former bandmate and, and roommate who now lives in central Alaska. And the more that I see his pictures as he travels, um, he's doing uh, chemical dependency counseling and literally <laughs> like taking planes into towns that are unreachable. And the more that I see his stuff, the more I'm fascinated. Like, that's technically, I mean, that's a part of our country. Right. And it's a world that's so foreign, I don't even understand. Like, I have to look on a map where he is. And even within the state, I'm fascinated of, like, I don't know where any of this is. Mm-hmm. And then you take the size of Alaska and you map that over the continental U.S. Right. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, I've been to almost every state. Yeah. I have three left, and it's Hawaii, Alaska, and Oklahoma. Wow. No offense to all of our Oklahoma listeners. I love you. I will find a reason to come to your state. I just haven't gotten there. It's just, mm.
1: The only place in Oklahoma I want to go is the little thin part. Because whoever drew that map, there was a reason. There had to have been. We're keeping this part out. What if there's just some (laughs) wild-ass shit happening (laughs) there? We don't know about it. (laughs) That's the only place in Oklahoma I want to go.
0: If you could draw that shit and like Texas is like, no, we don't want to have nothing to do with that. All right, there's got to be something cool going on. I
1: mean, there's a mile, there's like a mile and a half in that little stretch, and Texas was like, no, keeping that. Whatever's above that north, we'll take everything
0: else, but we don't want none of that. that I want to know what's there. I want to like, I want to plant a fucking flag and just be like, here I am, just so I could say that I was weird ass little fucking pistol barrel, yes, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the panhandle, whatever you want to call it fascinated yeah. but yeah like that's the I, I don't know like the more that i look at alaska there is so much wilderness mm. and true wilderness like rugged real yeah. legit real, wilderness right. and yes the ratio of serial killers to regular people is higher there than it is even in wisconsin but i'm fascinated by that idea of like it's the only place technically under u.s government law that you can actually fucking vanish yeah and I love that do. idea. Yeah. I had a couple friends that, like, they were Some done with accident. life and they they bounced. I, I hope they're doing all right. I haven't seen them. Like, my homie Eric, we worked together for three years, and he was like, I'm going to go work on one of the boats for a summer. Mm-hmm. Never came back. I don't know.
1: Well, but there's
0: something romantic about that. There's something mysterious about that. Crab
1: fishing is dangerous. A lot of yeah, people are absolutely. like, I'm going to go work on this crab boat and make $100,000 before I get back, and they never come back. Uh-huh.
0: Who knows? I'm just, and all of that is just around the Southern coast. Right. Right. And then you have the rest of that. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm fascinated Wilderness. by that. Yeah. I, I feel like I really want to, want to check that out. I don't know. It's kind of yeah, new for me. I've never once really thought about it. No. Like I just wanted to go to like Juneau or Anchorage to check it off. And the more that I see uh, my buddy John's pictures, the more I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe I do. I want to get on a fucking little plane and fly to some random town and I don't know, let's just hang out and eat cured salmon for a while or something. I'm into it. I just I want to go anywhere that doesn't feel like where I've been. Yep. Like here or anywhere I've traveled, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to constantly push my comfort zone. I think that's really it.
1: How deep into Mississippi have you been?
0: <laughs> really, all the way through. <laughs> the, the difference is as a plus-size giant white guy just, bro I kind of yeah. fit in the only time that they, people they ever questioned it
1: and they were like, yeah.
0: only time mom, people mom, ever it was when I li- literally this is so in Mississippi I had the experience of stopping at a black gas station and stopping and going to the black mall yeah and people weren't mad or or anything they were just like what are you doing here and the minute I started talking they're like oh yeah Yankee. Yeah, 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 all right uh I <laughs> people that look like you don't normally stop place like this so nope. uh your gas station I'm like well, nope. can I still Fuck. get I, gas can like I, all I, right I get by the gas yeah and i you know i this is I, I was in my 20s and the the mall thing was what really fucked me up because driving to the mall like i just literally this is i think this was still mapquest days i had looked God, up like, I remember printing out pages right well which is what i had done <laughs> oh. i just looked up map or mall
1: and does that still exist? No, sorry, not to the aggressor interrupt. It does. Does MapQuest exist? It does. I, I believe it does.
0: Full of viruses. Because yeah. I would. <laughs> oh, Dude, okay. it's just all malware and spyware. All right. So, my, uh, one of my relatives was trying to print something off and literally, like, had to get their computer completely cleaned off because of all the things that came from along MapQuest. With yeah.
1: That sounds like wow. LimeWire. I've talking For real, for real. But you used to have to go on vacations and staple 12 pages together and have a navigator on there Mm -hmm. or just doing it yourself wild. But
0: we made it. So We we still got there. (laughs) We're there, and I printed off directions. I I was like, where is the mall? Printed off directions. We go there, and you're driving past these giant, like, southern, big, full fucking columns, giant porches, houses. You drive past the governor's mansion, which has a giant sign in front of it, two blocks instantly like two bedroom one bathroom at best Mm. just the hood Mm -hmm. and then there's a mall i'm like i don't know this town like that no offense saint cloud kind of looks like that so i'm just like all right we roll in and the whole way through the mall like people are just (laughs) staring at us as we're walking through and we're just had to pick up a couple things like you know whatever like i remember we had a pool at the hotel and one of my friends didn't bring swim trunks so we're gonna do all that and literally, like, one of the security guards at the mall was like, what y'all doing here? Like, we're just, we're shopping. And, again, as soon as we started talking, they were like, ah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, just so you know, uh, there is another mall in the other side of town. Uh, maybe it's more crazy. more your type, but uh, yeah, feel, feel free. Peruse. Yep. And, like, the thing I kept coming back to is like, oh, like, Growing up, this is what my black friends felt like at every single mall we went to Mm -hmm. was, oh, oh, everybody's watching you and trying to see what you're going to do. And like, are you here to start something? Why are you here? Mm -hmm. And that was, it was, it was wild. But I've, I've done all the way through Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Arkansas. And I will say uh, that was, that was farther away to me than most of my trips through Europe were
1: right. Like Northern Florida. There's some spots in mm. there. that are worse than Asia Northern that. Georgia was so scary as
0: fuck. Yeah. Like that was, I was surrounded by white people and I have never, ever ran back to my car as fast as I did there. Wild. That was, uh, it was very much a, your kind ain't appreciated here. Yeah. I was like, Oh fuck. We're still fighting the I, civil d- war. Yeah, I thought we looked to like, yeah, <laughs> but we can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oof,
1: yeah. Anyway.
2: <clears> oh, <throat> okay. Well, we also added places we don't want to go.
0: <laughs> yep, I <facts>. will <laughs> be avoiding all of the places you just mentioned to all of our listeners. There, uh, I don't know what to tell you. That's that was that was that was our experience. <laughs> so fucking, I don't know. Cheers okay, to that. Cheers. Cheers to hell. The cheers to fucking hell, man. man. The real That's, one. You will lose your mind. Like yeah. that area is so staggeringly beautiful. Yeah. Because that mountain range is billions of years older than any mountains that that we have here. Um, Older than the Himalayas, older than the Andes. Like, it's crazy. And so you have have a little bit more temperate region. So you still have snow-capped peaks. But then you have these crazy stark cliffs, like what forms the fjords. Mm -hmm. You also just have those giant cliffs. And it's really easy to see when you're there how all the myths of giants and trolls came about because it looks like somebody must've made these perfect right angles that are a thousand feet in the air. It doesn't make sense that that could occur naturally.
1: Are you making an absolute statement that giants and trolls never actually existed?
0: Listen, I'm just saying, I understand why people think they did. Okay. (laughs) I can't say
2: that they didn't. That's speaking to whether or not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Justin, what's one of the weirdest or wildest things you've ever been paid to do? (laughs)
1: Next, <laughs> <laughs> one try, of one of Because yeah. yeah. I
2: realized when I I realized when I pen this that there's shit I can't talk about uh-huh. too.
1: And I, I mean I get paid to a lot of wild shit. Um, man, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is what is appropriate for this right now? I I mean I think just more in like a grander stage of things when you like I don't know when you think about money and you think about just what people are paid to do in general yeah. and like sometimes the amount of money that i get offered to do things and i'm like are you ki- are you kidding me it just more shows me like the disparity in facts in in like funds and i like you know and when i remember like being, being young and you're like how come you know it's always like the it's always the people that can afford things that always get things for free and it's always you know, and I understand yeah. the marketing and the things behind that, you know, and you know, and, and getting paid to endorse things and things these days. Like, I, I mean I get that and I get with the value, you know, that people with a platform or people that will entice other people to buy your product bring to that. So I mean I understand that, but I mean at, sometimes I just say, like, What? Dude You want me to you want me to do what? For what? <laughs> okay, I'll can I do it twice. <laughs> like uh, <it's- laughs> Um Uh you, you, let me give me a second to think, right. of, yeah. think of a specific one. So, Tom, what do you got?
0: Well, Charles, you, you always remember everything. Uh, have, <laughs> have we have we had the have we had the midget wrestling conversation on the yeah. show? Then, then I think if we're not going to talk about that, and again, I will reiterate that that was the name that they asked me to use. Uh, if we're not going to talk about that, then I would say the weirdest thing that I've ever been paid to do was I got hired to put on a old school circus like three ring master Mm -hmm. outfit and throw a dark carnival for a guy's 40th birthday, 35th birthday. I don't know. It was a a round number birthday. Okay. And, um, they said they were hiring a celebrity that was going to come down and the two of us were going to host it together. Right. And the celebrity ended up being, um, Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. Oh my gosh. Oh shit. And Beetlejuice told me. Okay. So again, to all of our listeners, I know that I talk about being a giant, but to uh, anybody that uses the U S measuring system, I'm six foot five, about two meters tall for all of our uh, other friends. uh, I'm a massive human being. And this person was truly half my size. Less than less. I right? mean, he came up to above yeah, my waist. T- I, say, tiny, I don't know though. weight wise. I'm sure. Yeah, that's what well, I'm half. talking about,
2: like body mass. Too, but literally, right? also like, just
0: also just like two people hosting a thing together. This dude's ear was like at my belly button height. Yeah. So every interaction we had was very weird. And there was a dunk tank that had like local celebrities in it, and also like friends of the birthday guy. Can you can you believe that you're actually sniping me? But like in the a, in a most random way possible, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a huge win because I never so get to weird. do that. But um, <laughs> and like, and we we had a a really cool graphic designer who had like a side career doing like like face makeup, mm-hmm. and so he had done like a full. What was it, Evar? What are the two, like, Viking WWE wrestlers? Viking Raiders, yeah. The Viking Raiders. I look like one of those guys facially, oh, but yeah, I'm in okay. a bright red three-piece tuxedo and a top hat, mm. and Beetlejuice tells me the first thing he says to me out of his mouth is, motherfucker, I'm drinking you under the table. Every drink you have, I'm going to drink.
1: You're like, you can't see over the table. Correct. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you're like already, the, you're already the, you're already under the <laughs> Can't table. Can't pull over any farther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already pulled this, over. This dude's <laughs> Snosberry tasted like Snosberry. Uh, so we got we got like <laughs> maybe a third of the way into the night, and I'm already basically like having to carry this dude around, right. and it got like there was this weird. Like, looking at myself in the mirror with the makeup on and everything, and then, like, holding this, like, child-shaped grown-up. Mm. Also,
2: who, really quickly, uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Beetlejuice from Howard Stern is, it's the trope that's been on Instagram and TikTok for the last couple of months of the little guy where it's, what are you doing,
0: huh? Uh, Nothing. It's that guy. Yeah. yeah, feel free to just Google that. Google Beetlejuice Howard Street. I know
1: you don't stop, but I'm gonna pee real quick. Yeah, and keep, it's keep
0: uh, it I don't know. It was like a, it was just a weird. And like as I'm like trying to like take care of this dude who's like fading in and out of consciousness, yeah. people just kept coming up and taking pictures, and I just like I think about that Were you moment just like a lot. Holding him up, like it was sort of like I had, like I was I didn't have his legs in my arms. But I definitely I had one arm underneath his like his arms. And his head was just sort of on my shoulder, okay, and I just thought so like
2: you were a weekend at birdieing him,
0: yeah yeah, halfway between that, and like literally just dragging him in, and I just <laughs> i I think about it's so like you know it, they paid me a decent amount of money, but I think back to like all of those people that took pictures Because this was before camera phones were really good, so everybody had like the kodak disposable uh uh cameras like. What are you going to do with that photo? Like it's it's a giant in a red tuxedo with a black top hat and like creepy ass war paint <laughs> makeup on. Yeah. <clears throat> holding like holding a fully grown adult who is three feet tall, mm-hmm. who is passing or passed out, like eyes rolled in the back of his head. And then like. Kimmy, Brittany, and Ashley are just like woo, and then like that's the photo. Like, where is that? I so many people wanted to take a picture with me as somewhere. I was trying to get him somewhere safe. Those photos, live and somewhere. like I think about that a lot. Like, who the fuck? Like, where? Where did those? Where did those end up? You know, like, do those people still have them? They do. And like, do you bust it out? And You're like, check this shit out. What a weird night. And I'm like, yeah, I like I was working, and you know, and we, we got him he he was okay. We eventually got him back up and he went back to his hotel, yeah. but it was, it was such a weird cause I didn't know that's who it was going to be until that night. So something about the surprise was also dope. Um, and like the, the whole dunk tank thing was, I don't know. It was, it was a crazy night, but that was, I, I think that was the weirdest. That was one of those like, Oh fuck. Rich people are just on some different shit. Right. You know it was like like the the least sexy form of like some eyes wide shut <laughs> it was it was like a like a, a masochistic version or a sadist version of that but yeah that was i i guess that would be that would be it
1: i think i remembered i mean just only because it was something I would have absolutely done for free it was like right after right after first top chef, chef season which was what twenty seventeen so yeah. twenty eighteen was it twenty eighteen when march madness final Four was in in the mm-hmm. twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And it was right after we were doing Top Chef, so Eric Eric Adjapong, who was on the show with me, um, we got sponsored by Cheez-Its to do this thing for this activation for March Madness. And they're doing the celebrity basketball tournament. And the coaches for each of the celebrity teams was Charles Barkley versus Shaquille O'Neal. And they sent this thing over, and they're like, we want you and Eric to be the assistant coaches for the celebrity basketball thing and, And Gonna pay you for it. So it's so I'm sitting on a bench next to Shaq while Eric's sitting on the other bench next to Charles Barkley as they're going back and forth and we get to be their assistant coaches talking shit to Vikings players and all the celebrities <laughs> playing in it's this amazing. basketball. It was, yeah. That was absolutely wild. And then after Shaq's like, I'm hungry and I was like, Well, I got a restaurant down the street and this was in Minneapolis, so he thought, like, down the street was wherever. So he send the address, and I was taking him to the original Handsome Hog in Lower Town. Yeah. And he got there, and he's like, you said this was down the street. And I was like, well, we're in, we're in Minnesota. This is down the street. It's Minneapolis, St. Paul. seven miles. Admit, is down yeah. the street.
0: You live in L.A. <laughs> so you live in LA oh, right? Yeah. What are we talking about? That's yeah. like a 45-minute drive. 45-minute
1: drive. Yep. You know? He was
0: he – was, he I, I actually – I met him Super Bowl weekend. He was a very nice guy. Oh, incredible. He was so nice.
1: He was so nice. But, yeah, he – an entire plate of fried chicken and seven mac and cheese and one
0: (laughs) was nuts. Oh, yeah. That's a. Again, yes. I, I aspire to that. And he had, uh, he would,
1: had, his, he had his, his championship ring on that he got syrup all over when he was pouring in his chicken and waffles, and it just I was like, I gotta get a picture. So I have this amazing picture of syrup dripping off of his championship <laughs> ring in the back, eating chicken Oh, you, and,
0: yeah. oh I love that. I mean, you, you do have an Emmy that would it would look great with I syrup know. just it dripping off. Would some, <laughs> <dump> some syrup. <laughs> <laughs> so would that would that be the craziest thing that you got paid to do? Is I, there? Yeah, I mean and we're not like again. We're not trying to confess to any like uh, misdemeanors or felonies here. But
1: well, well then yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Charles, I sniped you on the dark carnival. You kind of did because like
2: I I didn't know what direction to take this because I had at various points in the early stages of my business I had questionable clients. I was just trying to get paid. I couldn't be selective, so I worked with like. I worked with a clinic that would do shots into your dick to give you a boner.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Like that was a that's a weird thing that I got paid to do and that was uh, ages ago at this point over 50. You, you were you I- were giving the shots? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, no. I was doing their like uh marketing. <laughs> I
0: was an administrator. I thought you were
1: administering. Was your marketing no. line just
0: like tired of flaccid penis? So it didn't, give it a didn't, shot. Okay. So it didn't, <laughs> that's that's pretty good
2: i wish they would have for something like this. i mean <laughs> you're hired uh no pun in, no pun intended but their guidelines were very rigid uh, they, uh, they like they had scripts they wanted very various... anyways I, i'm not gonna get too deep into that again pun intended <laughs> <But> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm being such a dick no oh. it's hey, pun intended hey. um I Yeah, so I've done, like, speaking engagements and stuff that have seemed weird when I arrived. And I'm like, wait, who am I speaking to for, like, marketing design stuff? But if I'm talking about fascinating, not necessarily, like, uncomfortable, I have done a lot of events for breweries, distilleries, restaurants. I remember when I gained the trust of a former brewery client, they were like, go nuts, just do whatever you want. And we used to do an event called the Great Northeast Beer Carnival. Mm -hmm. And it was literally a carnival. And I had carte blanche. To do whatever I wanted, and we had fire dancers, we had dunk tank. Uh, one year, I had a tarot card reader where I designed the tarot cards, and they corresponded to different beers. So they would read your fortune mm-hmm. from the card that corresponded to the brand, and they'd give you the card, and the card would get you a beer. So was, you know, you paid for the experience, and just I remember like all the zaniness of that, like sword swallowers, fire breathers, various carnival games. And all those themes, like, just being able to... I just remember looking around being like, it's kind of cool that I get to
0: yeah, have
1: parties and Stuff like, like that doesn't even, like, make it wild. That's just, like, that's when you love your job or you know you're you're good at what you do or somebody else sees value in what you do. And, you know, yeah. we all sit in plenty of rooms. You're yeah. like, fuck, I'm getting paid for this right now. Yeah. That's, but, it, I mean, it, it takes nothing away from the reason you were asked to do it or sure. what you bring to the table or what your value add is. But when you truly enjoy yourself and sit back and you're like... This is literally my job right now,
0: and I but I I do though I have to remind myself of that because I will if I don't. Okay, so another one that I I could have put on there. This is a short story, but like I was the guy for an ACDC cover band. I got fifty dollars to be the one to pull the fucking. They had cannons that shot T-shirts out mm. over the crowd. Yeah, they did it one time. It was a two-hour concert, and so I just had to like <laughs> hang out on the side of the stage for okay. an hour and forty-five minutes. To then set off the cannons once and do that. Mm. And I was so annoyed because all I wanted to do was like go hang out at the bar. And I just had to keep reminding myself like 10, 20, well, at this point, 20 years ago, like $50 would have probably gotten you like a three or four hour DJ set for me. Right. And now I'm annoyed because I'm sitting on the side of the stage drinking a beer that was comped for me bored waiting for the time that I get to shoot a fucking cannon over a giant crowd of people. That's going to shoot out a hundred t-shirts. And like, I was like, and I kept trying to like talk myself into this. Like, right. bro, this is not hard. This is pretty easy. Yes. A couple of your friends are a hundred feet away at You're the bar. You're
2: attending the concert.
0: I'm attending the bar. concert on the side of the stage while a bunch of people try to mosh to money talks. Also hilarious. Uh, <laughs> And then all you have to do one time is time pressing a red button with a drum hit. And then t-shirts go out to everybody making all of these people's day. Mm-hmm. Like you do not know the joy and Justin, I think you've been out there on the floor at like a Timberwolves game. When you throw a free t-shirt to a human being I have literally never seen that joy in some of my friends' it's faces. Wild. That's a different kind of yeah. Why do people get crazy about shit? And they're Don't, all
1: double XLs. Yes, it,
2: it, it never fits you.
1: It never fits anybody. Nope.
2: It's like that weird crackly, glossy overprint too. Yes, like yes. That it says like it's got like sponsors on each shoulder, different sponsors. Yes, and, they're, and you would they're like, wanted, they would never want anyone to know you. Support. And they're
0: not aligned at all. Like it's they're they're like off center and maybe slightly tilted. But it makes everyone happy. And I I yeah. I had like a yeah. real like come to myself moment sitting there yeah. and being like, bro, you are getting paid. You are drinking free beer, getting paid to listen to ostensibly the closest to ACDC's right. CDs you're gonna hear, because the band ain't playing it like that anymore. Yeah. You get to shoot off a cannon that's gonna kick out all these t-shirts to people and make them the happiest thing ever. And yet you're like I want to be at the bar. I want to be, I want to pay for my own drinks. Like it's also a reminder of like what you've done. A lot of these things, maybe just shut the fuck up and be like, all right, I said yes to this. It's pretty cool. I'll just, I'll eat it. Another way to frame this would be we've all, you know, obviously
2: we've all come a long way in our like various careers and stuff, but we can all remember a time when we got paid to do something that we thought was a lot of money. And now you look at it and you're like, what? For Sure. Like I used to do these professional um, pairing scenarios for for beer specifically as a beer professional. There would be these huge corporate events and they would have like the food situation and then me and like Michael Agnew and Dan Parker from um, Michael Agnew runs a company called The Perfect Pint. He would bring us with him and they would ask like, what do I pair with my food? Mm -hmm. And we'd have a selection of beers, and you'd have to explain why. This is, you know, a while ago now, just probably like 10, 11, 12 years ago. But I remember those paid like $250 and it'd be a couple hours in an evening. And it really wasn't even worth it then. But I remember being like, well, that's kind of cool and it sounds fun. But now I'm like, there's no fucking way I would do that.
1: That's just there's a girl no way. That. That's, what, that's because you've established and acknowledged your your value and your worth and and your time mm-hmm. is, is worth more and your your talents are worth more. But it, those times, I mean, there was shit that you know now that I would have done bef- for free 15 mm-hmm. years ago. 100%. Yeah. And now I'm like, I would not do that for less than
0: $10,000. Justin, will you <laughs> yeah, pull that yeah, mic a little yeah. bit closer to you? Yep. Pull that, me that's yeah, that's really way. part there of it go. is that, like, yeah, I enjoyed it at that time in my life. Yeah, but I... And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to come around on the other side now and I don't know if... Uh, if you guys feel the same way and I honestly would love to have a short discussion about this. Like I'm good. My needs are met. Mm -hmm. I, I want to continue climbing for sure. But now what I'm trying to do is the things that I think would be fun that I know can't afford what my personal going rate is. Yep. I'm trying 100%. to do those things for what they can afford
1: hundred percent yeah it's it's sort That's of like right? it's, yeah, like,
0: it's sort of like my way of like giving back, right, and so like the inverse of the question is i I love doing like like charity stuff now because back then, I had to ask for x amount of money because that was a night off, right, and if I did your thing, even if I loved the cause, like I didn't eat, right, and so now. I'm trying to use like what little platform I've built up for myself to be like, okay, like mm-hmm. I'm good because of all of this work that I've put in and people have decided that my worth is X and I'm I'm getting this. Now I want to be like, all right, well, how can I help your thing out? And that's also like it's a great place to be. For sure. Like I've still I don't get me wrong. I still sign up for weird ass shit. And, and I, I'm and like and
1: I still need shit. And I still- yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: But it's it's nice every now and then to to be like, um, you know, we, we've talked about it uh, uh, coming up. We're going to have a guest on this podcast who uh, is going to be a part of a charity auction with us. And we're going to auction off a spot for uh, yes. another person to listen in. And all of that money is getting donated to a local charity here in town called Project Black and Blue uh, that actually is starting to reach out nationwide. It's for people in the service industry that have any sort of uh, an emergency need. Mental health, physical health, um, if you're experiencing houselessness, if you're experiencing experiencing car trouble and you can't get to work, this is a fund where you directly apply and you explain what's going on in your world and they will take care of you. And I'm really excited about that. And if I have certain rates that I ask for things at this point, and if I had asked for that, like I wouldn't be a part of this. But knowing what they're doing and knowing where that's going, that's important to me. And I love that we get to be a part of that. And so, yeah, it's tough giving up one of my one or two days off, but it's worth it. Well, as Let's a founding
1: go. board member of Project Black and Blue, thank you. Dude,
0: yeah. of course, man. We, yeah. no, we,
1: I mean, that's, I've been the MC for our galas the last couple of years. I, yeah. helped, I helped Kate day one with that, and it's mm-hmm. something, and they, Helps me through my system. So Project bump is incredible. So. To
0: be 100% honest, we were trying to spin it to make it work for this. And, and schedules just didn't work out with dates. Yeah, But that was that was the original point of it was we were going to try and, and and hook up with you for this. And I would love down the road for us to actually make that happen. I just want to yeah.
2: expound on this Yeah, for listeners who are local. This event is called Iron Bartender. It takes place in the Twin Cities here is going to be the finals take place uh, this Sunday S- if the you're 28th. listening the yep. 28th at, of January at Amst- uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam in Barnhall in St Barn Paul Hall in St Paul and we're going to do a live auction. We're trying to decide how to do this auction but this is only for locals. So we're mm-hmm. going to auction the opportunity to be a in-person guest, our first ever in-person guest that is a stranger that we'll be drinking what we drink, and we'll get to listen in on the show while we record it. That's awesome. In the beautiful confines here of the the Semple Mansion. And we can go ahead and say that one of the judges that's going to be at Iron Bartender Leave is the, the guest in question, is, yep. is Chef Jamie Malone. Correct. Chef Amazing. restaurateur Jamie yep. Malone, who Legend. is incredible. Um, that will be the, the guest whose episode you will be able to to come to. So if you're a local and you would like to come have great drinks and watch an awesome show and see Quam Yell on stage in person also. <laughs> For four and a half hours straight. Yep. And then participate <laughs> in this auction. That that's the evening yeah. uh, when we'll be doing it. It'll be this Sunday, the twenty eighth, at Amsterdam yep. in St. Paul, Minnesota.
0: It's uh it's it's a, a really fun time. We've we've had a blast. Uh, it's really cool uh for for anybody listening out there uh i have to say that at 44 i've never been so inspired as i am right now about quote unquote the kids mm. um we had over half of the the people competing this year i had never met before and they're killing it we had our first non bar uh, the chefs from Anamalis barbecue are in the finals and they murdered it. They, the way that they came at their drinks, like the entire time. So I'm on the stage as the host, I'm kind of talking about what's going on and what people are doing. And I'm listening to them talk to each other. And the way that the animalist crew were talking to each other, it was incredible. Like just, they're coming at it from a completely different angle. And then we have, we have a crew, uh, about an hour and a half, two hours from the Twin Cities. There's a small city called Mankato. Uh, We had a first-time group drive up and compete, and they had the two highest scores of their round. And then we have two amazing kind of legacy bar teams. So we have two teams that have never competed, and then two teams that are full of, like, amazing long-time legacy pros, and they're going up against each other for the finals. And I'm really excited about that. But that's just a great example, again, of, like, it's something that I love that I don't even give a fuck if I'm getting paid for because it's so dope to just be a part of that. I feel like it was a million
1: years ago because I judged the final. It was at Poorhouse.
0: Yeah,
1: it was the I, first I was, time
0: that you and I ever really sat and talked. Really like sat and talked. It was yeah. like
1: me and Steph March and a couple people were judging the finals at Poorhouse, and you were emceeing. And, and I was
0: I was dressed like there. I I almost <laughs> sent it to you. A picture just popped up from that. Uh, and I was dressed like Walter from The Big Lebowski. Yes, and Justin looks great. He's just like a normal human being. What year was this? Was a year? This might have Our been like 2017. It was the same. It was the week after because you and SeMA were that week. It was 2015. I think 2015. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. You just a week after. Yep. I right. Yep. <laughs> so it was you and Seme, and then you were the next week, and it was it was just rad. And honestly, that was also kind of when Charles and I really started talking. So what a what a what a foundational moment. Mm. So anyway, uh, fucking cheers, cheers to charity, cheers, Phils. Charles, that a double up on Let's you be again. Yep. All right,
2: Justin, are you a first-class traveler? Sometimes, always, never, combination?
1: Uh, with all due respect for somebody who's. Well my mom's worth My mom just retired From Delta for 42 years So we were always yeah. You know We were on standby Getting whatever seat Was left over I'm mm-hmm. um, riding in coach I will absolutely say That I will only Fly first class I, I will change my plans I will stay later Yeah I will miss a flight Sure I just I don't I just I don't know And it's not for any It's not for any reasons Of Anything more than just Sometimes you just Want If you have the ability To be comfortable be comfortable um i also traveled 75 percent of the, the year so got some miles you know and once sure. you get the diamond status and the million mile club it's just so yeah only because why not and i also yeah. I remember and steve harvey did this little bit and he was talking about he's like why he's like why even he's like why if you feel like you can't afford it you should fly first class it just gives you something to aspire to. You never want to. It's like once you've once you've done something, once you've once you've sat courtside, once you've been backstage with the Foo Fighters, once you've sat, you know, been in Delta One flying somewhere. No, can you can't do that all the time. But it gives you something to work harder for, something to aspire to, something that if I have to put this extra couple hours into work next week so I can afford to be in this place, for whatever reason, it's feels better i just yeah yeah there's gotta be up there
2: there's definitely no wrong answer because i know people who are all over the board when it comes to this there's some people who refuse to do anything about that and i know some people who refuse to do that there's just like it's a whole spectrum Mm -hmm. there because there are people who are like each end and then there are people who are somewhere in the middle. It also like depends on how upgraded. much you
1: plan on drinking on the flight. Yes. Because if yes. if your plan is but also you feel obligated when you sit in the front, if I sit in the back and it's a it's a fourteen dollar, you know, vodka tonic out a little plat. I'm having one of those. If I run up front and I, you paid double there keep them coming mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm gonna yeah, I'm it's like you. the free coffee machine at my apartment building. Sh-
2: building your value right? <laughs> i
1: don't even i don't even want the coffee but i'm gonna go get the free coffee in the lobby Cause <laughs> i already paid for I already it i paid for it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like when i stay in a nice hotel I, i'm i'm leaving with something <laughs> <laughs> denzel said say like, the shampoo i'm bringing it home do <laughs> i need Got it? the no. soaps
0: take the soaps, Got the right. the soaps. <laughs> i so i mean charles you you and i have traveled together recently yeah. and um Really, all I care about is being comfortable. Comfortable. So I don't, I don't, I, I just don't fuck with like regular. I do exit row or I do comfort plus. Yeah, I've done first class a few times. It was great. Uh, I, I will say. So I did internationally. If I can do first class, I'm fucking in. But oh boy, is that expensive! It is. So, i never paid
1: for it. you. Get two, I get two free of those a year with yeah. my diamond status. Let me save mm-hmm. those. Otherwise,
0: not. There you go. So. I did I did first class to New York, I believe. I upgraded. yeah, was it New York or Nashville? One of the two. One it was it was for a domestic flight. honestly, like I, I don't care right I, I really don't. I if I'm not traveling with my wife, I keep to myself. I right. watch a movie, I watch two movies maybe I listen to music, I cross my arms like that's it. As long as I have the only thing I don't want, is your seat on my knees? Mm. That's the only thing I care about. If I have enough room that I can like cross my legs right. back and forth a couple times, I'm good. Boy, internationally though, <sighs> man, when you're looking at like a seven eight hour flight Tr- or like doing I that try, like
1: w- nine to twelve like no oh I can't even shine, like, like
0: it's wild. No, I can't even imagine that. So then, then it it really turns into like I would absolutely change things around right. to be able to do that and that that then I can be like alright I I probably would but really for me it's I just need leg room that's right. all I care about I don't need a I don't need a ton of room I don't get claustrophobic from like people being near me I've kind of I used to do the window seat and now that they've curved it more mm-hmm. I have to like I have a weird angle on you my neck. You can't
1: actually lean You it. You can't it. lean
0: on it. You used to be able to. Now you can't lean on it. So now I go the other way, yeah. and I just sit on the aisle. Aisle only, for sure. And, you know, like, I'll take a fucking uh, cart in the back of the elbow a couple times. I don't really care that much. Yeah. That, to me, is like, then if I need to, I can stand up and get a little bit of space. I'm fine. You know, like, I can't even tell you, at least once per flight on a long flight, I'll go in the bathroom. Like, I have to go to the bathroom, and I'll just stand there. Just, just stand, stand there. there. Yep. Just kind of yeah. look around for a little while. Like Pump the soap.
1: Wash my hands, hands, wash my just hands. Just because, like, done. I've
0: touched a bunch of people's shit. Like, whatever. And then come back, sit down again, and go to it. Because I'm a little bit of a movie junkie, I can, I can convince <laughs> myself to just get into that, oh, and then I'll sure. go there. So that's where... If there's a deal, of course. It depends on the
1: airline as well, though. Facts. I mean, it depends on the airline. There. I am. Uh,
0: I am a. I am a Delta devotee a, domestically. I will change my
1: entire trip around if I can't find a Delta flight somewhere. I'm shout gonna, out to our
0: good friends at Delta Marketing. If you'd like to market with us, uh, Justin Sutherland yeah. and your good friends at Libations for Everybody would love to talk to you.
1: We would. Uh, yeah. It's also, and not to derail again, but it it blows. My mom, like I said, worked for Delta for. 42 years. Yeah. Just, just retired. So up until we were 26, you know, around the program. So we used to, when we were growing up, like, we flew. My mom would say we going to work. It'd be summer vacation. You know, dad wasn't there. We would, mom's like, you're coming to work with us. We would just, like, hop on planes and, like, fly, do a day trip to New York while she's working, just yeah. sit in the jump seat, you know, whatever, hang on Canal Street, fly back home, just fly where we just flew around. And that was just such a normal thing, was, like, airplanes at such a young age was just a thing. And then the first time I bought a plane ticket... I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" (laughs) And then I look at like families of eight, like two parents and like five kids going Uh -uh. to Disney World. I'm like, "This is, I mean, between the plane tickets, the 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 hotels, the Disney World, I mean, that's twenty thousand dollars worth of. It's just crazy. Like the first time I had the realization of what airline travel actually was, because. And we grew up with no money. Like it wasn't. We were very, very. You know, we were supported, but by far, living in any sort of excess. But just because of that's what my mom did. Yeah, that was yeah. just like a part of our daily life. you were able and to take I, advantage of that, which is I, nice. At 27, when I was off my mom's Delta plan <laughs> and yeah. I had bought a plane ticket, I called. I was like they always called, and still, this is over 12 <laughs> years ago, and the. You know, it was probably only like $300 at that point. I got to pay for health
0: insurance. I got to pay for flights. Fuck. (laughs) Jesus. There, there is a, uh, Justin, there's a mutual friend and I'm not going to call her out by name because that's rude. Uh, but she, um, she came up straight out of high school, was a model and, uh, was very successful and was flying around a bunch. And, uh, when I opened the exchange, I brought her in and was working with me there and the first time that she actually found out what a plane ticket cost was when we were gonna go do some market research and try and figure out. And literally she had never had to pay for a plane ticket. Yeah. And just thought <clears throat> that you could just like you just show up.
1: It was like the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah. He was like,
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, on. like somebody just bought me a pass. You know, so here's and it was just a great reminder of like, oh, yeah, not everybody has the same experience. Because my mom didn't work for the airlines, but my mom traveled a lot for, for work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was cheaper for her to just bring me with right. than it was for her to pay for a babysitter. Us, so I also, like, I just, I grew up on planes. It was the
1: same like, thing.
0: part of the reason that I like talking to strangers is because mm-hmm. a lot of times... I would get sent home on a plane by myself because they would do that. And then they had a flight attendant that would walk you through until they found whatever random person was picking you up because there wasn't TSA back then. And so there would just be a stranger there be like, hi. And then I would say hi. And then I would get driven home. We're
1: we're old enough to remember pre-TSA. Do you remember when you could just go to the airport bar? You'd like go (laughs) hang out. The best thing in Minnesota, if there was a snowstorm, go to the airport bar you've got people stranded from all it was the best place to go just randomly people watch people talk yep. talk to women just because they're going nowhere they're mm. stuck in Minnesota yeah. and you didn't have to have a ticket you just went through security and you go hang out at the Fridays yeah. in the freaking airport when
2: I was a teenager I would go to the airport and I would play fighting games in the arcades against like wealthy lawyers and sharp them yes, yes. I'd like let them beat me in Tekken 2 and then and be like oh shit let's try, again. let's try again and then i'd barely beat them and i'd be like you
0: want to like throw 20 Don't bucks on man. it
2: and i'd make like 100 bucks drive i remember
0: home. i drove i drove to the airport because uh <laughs> yeah, 9 girl yeah girlfriend <laughs> of mine was uh flying home and her flight got delayed and of course we didn't have cell phone updates yep. so i didn't know that until i got to the airport and her flight was delayed by like an hour so i'm just like hanging out and so i went to the airport bar and i'm just like kicking it and uh this guy looks over at me and he goes, what are you doing with those flowers? And I was like, ah, waiting for my girlfriend. And he goes, you know that if you walked up with those flowers to literally any girl coming off this plane, there's a chance they might go home with you. And, like, it was one of those things where, like, I had never even pondered that idea. Like, holy fuck, this dude was straight up just like, just keep trying. Just show up with flowers oh at the God. airport. And eventually somebody would be like, oh, my God. Right. And, like, like there's always these some friends
2: from my 20s who would probably try that <laughs> that's what i'm saying
0: <laughs> like there are humans who think of things that would never even Your occur god. to me right. and this dude again this dude's just chilling at the airport doesn't have any luggage and i'm oh, like oh my god flowers. are you are you just fucking here to do that he, i i still to this day have no oh, idea what the story that's so was weird. Like it, I, 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 again, that dude lives rent free in my head forever. Yeah, I, I can tell. Cause I just remember like getting up and looking down and be like, Oh my God, he doesn't have any fucking luggage. Like what? <laughs> You're literally here just basically <laughs> hoping somebody gets delayed or their flight gets canceled and be like, I'm telling, uh, I got, I'm a, I got a place right over here, man. Yeah. Oh my you God. You can hear the you planes know. flying over my house. You take that voucher, say at this shitty ass airport hotel, or you can uh, come on with me. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh man. What a fucking wild world. There's so much I remember uh the windows are shaky and so is my moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I've talked about it on the show before. I got uh we we, we got flown out to LA to pitch a script uh in the mid two thousands and uh our last night things had just kinda gone sideways and one of the people we were supposed to meet up with got in an accident, it sucked, and my writing partner was just kind of depressed about it, went to bed and we were at a literally at a LAX like hotel. Mm-hmm. They got a bar downstairs and I went downstairs and I brought a little notebook with me and I just sat there drinking and writing for like three hours. Probably Holy shit. The amount of things that I heard at the LAX mm. hotel bar. Oh my God. It was wild. And every fucking story, it wasn't the thing that I, the thing that I misjudged was I thought it would be predator prey, right? It was predator, predator,
1: right, or predator, predator.
0: It was, it was people trying to like, quote unquote, I hate this term, but like out alpha each other Mm -hmm. and then either deciding I fucking hate you or deciding like, I guess you'll do. And then like pairing off and going. And to this day, all of my time in nightclubs, I have never seen anything as hedonistic as that bar was that night. Like it was like a 90% close rate for couples. And like, I was just amazed. So, anyway. So, first-class gra- travel. Um, <laughs> you could
2: fuck at yeah. a hotel <laughs> <Anyway. bar. laughs> My first-class weekend. I, uh, I don't <laughs> know, man. I've never, like... I've never really caught the bug. And it's weird because I append certain values to things almost arbitrarily, but it's subjective, right? Like, I'll pay anything for a really great meal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, if you go to Paris and you're in a three-Michelin star... You pretty much have to be prepared to do that. But that's one of those areas where I think like a little bit of that poor kid is still in there where I'm like, I don't care. Just put me in the seat. I'm also physically the exact size where I do fit into that seat unless they start reclining. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of cross my fingers like, all right, this was $700 less. It's actually a really good point that you dudes brought up about the distance and how accessible it is. Because I do the, well, that's a three-hour flight, so what's the point of paying $500 extra? Mm -hmm. And then you have the overseas flights where you're like, God damn, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I want to do that. The times I've done it have been in between that. Like, the last time I did it was Puerto Rico. That's, like, the perfect distance Mm -hmm. where... It's justifiable.
0: Like, five, five and a half hours. Yeah,
2: like, Marnie wasn't feeling great, so I was like, okay, let's just upgrade and make sure she feels good, but I don't know. I think I have to justify it in that way, because I otherwise don't, I just don't care that much. Maybe someday I will. I mean, Justin, if I travel as much as you do, I'd probably care a fuck a lot more. I travel a healthy amount, but just recreationally. It's
1: that, and for me financially, like, I, I don't pay for those, I just, you know, I have more miles than whatever, That's and you part know, of it, right? re- achieve the status. And yeah, it's just funny. Like, I had to, I've been single for a very long time, and you're we blown away. Then I'll have a wonderful girlfriend that I love. But we had this conversation, and she comes everywhere with me with all my events. And I'm just like, our bro, like, just so you know, I'm gonna get upgraded on this flight, <laughs> and I'm taking my upgrade, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've had like flight attendants walk up to me, they're like, Oh. So that's your girlfriend back there in 34 and 98? And I'm like, yes. How dare you? I'm like, how dare you? I was like, send her some drinks. And she, she's fine. She she weighs 83 pounds. She's fine back there. I am 6'2", and my legs are 90% of that. I yep. need to be up here. My wife, My
0: wife gave the most confident deuces over her shoulder yeah. that I've ever seen when she got upgraded to first class when we were flying to Ireland Yeah, and I was like, baby, get it, get it. Like I would no, rather that's see a sign you of fucking, healthy relationship. Yeah, right? Do your thing. No. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm literally, what are we going to, I'm not going to, we're going to talk. Right. I'm going to catch up on either a bunch of weird, like Chinese action movies that are always at the end of the selections or all of the, like, small Oscar films that never made it into theaters in Minneapolis. Mm. I'm going to catch oh up. God. Like, that's what I'm going to be doing yeah. the whole time. So unless you want to fall asleep on my shoulder, like go get it. Yeah.
2: I want to see you shine. I'd rather pay to upgrade Marnie if she really wanted it mm. than upgrade both of us. Cause she really wanted it. Right. Mm. You know, if she didn't care and I didn't want to do it, I would be happy to send her up there and then just be chilling. Yep. And we have the type of relationship where that'd be cool. Or if one of us got upgraded or something, we wouldn't care. So, that's yeah, that's something to think about, too, is if it's like, no, like grabbing the wrist. Yeah, like, no, fuck that. Like, I've, I've we're tra- tra- both I've, here.
1: I've traveled with good friend couples before, yeah. and me and my other buddy had gotten upgraded because we travel a lot, and our, our ladies didn't. And, you know, I fist bumped my girl as she walked down the aisle, and my buddy's girl grabs. No. How dare dare you're coming back in oh, and tra- made you him trade good. seats with the other person back, you know, no. I was like, come What, oh, no, what are we let talking me about? Uh, I
0: do. Have to, I do have to admit. I was, I was surprised. Cause okay. So first class was New York. Cause it was Nashville where it was like 30 or 40 bucks for me to sit in comfort Plus, yeah. And there was a uh, yeah, seat okay. next to me and you were like, I'm good. I was I was surprised oh, yeah. about that yeah, yeah, because yeah. my thing is what I the way that I because fr- it's for sure the pork in me where I'm like I don't want to pay that, mm-hmm. but then what it is is if that person reclines thirty minutes into the flight, if somebody was like, would you pay thirty dollars right now to get out of this? Absolutely, hundred percent of the time I would, and that's dumb. how I it's framed like a tiny gamble. <laughs> it. That's that's how I framed it now, yeah. where like if that's even a possibility. Then that's what I'm doing because I've yeah. not
1: made that choice and then been. Really, it's the worst. Really, because you get up to that point, and you're watching it, and it's like, well, for forty three ninety five, you can upgrade, and I'm like, no, like I might get the natural <laughs> upgrade if nobody else buys the yeah, seat, and then yeah. I wait too long, and I'm like, I would have paid a hundred dollars yeah. to not have this dude, and then you got the
0: five foot six guy with his feet on the seat in front of him, mm. pushing it back because it's not quite fucking flat. That is the guy. I, I, and the food's I, pretty good up on Delta first yeah, class right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I fuck with that
1: cheese. The board. meatballs, the cheeseburger, the short ribs. And shit. All right. Points, well, points,
2: points, points taken. Points taken.
0: Literally and figuratively, because we love them
2: Delta points. Used to being first class people, whether or not we fly first class. Damn, fucking right. All
0: right. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you're going to like this question or not. Sure. I hope you will. Um, I love the fact that I'm sitting in a room with two humans that I can consider friends. And uh, as a, a friend and a fan of both of you, um, one of the things that I find endearing about you is that both of you are really great at being great, but aren't always great at receiving flowers, receiving mm-hmm. recognition. Um you know, Justin, it's been really rad getting to watch all of this happen for you over these last couple of years. But even back when Top Chef was going on, I remember when we were hanging out at the elite hy V Bar and Grill in <laughs> Robbinsdale, <laughs> sm- yeah. smashing, um, the bartender at the end of the night had recognized you. And she came over and said some really, really sweet stuff. And you were so kind to her. But I also remember, like, it still felt like like that was an uncomfortable sweatshirt for you. Mm. And I think that one of the things that's tough about being authentic is, and I don't want to speak for either one of you, mm-hmm. but one of the things that's tough about being authentic is when you get recognized for that, it's hard to try and celebrate that because that's, that's just you. Mm-hmm. So, as we've all been in this journey, uh, I can't speak for you, Justin, but Charles and I have both been going to therapy for a while now, and trying to learn to be, like, Same. better versions of ourselves. So, there's Cu- three of us. therapy, we go to... Yeah, yeah. We, we also, we, we, we should go to couples together. therapy together. Uh, <laughs> but, like, going through all of that, where where are you on the spectrum of receiving flowers, receiving compliments, like obviously like gratitude is tied into it but also like have do, do you find it any easier fitting when it comes to accepting people uh giving you big ups cuz i i think that's a thing that especially as men we don't talk about mm-hmm. uh where you either have to be like fucking champion alpha i am the greatest or you're like mm-hmm. oh no 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 and in all reality like i think most of us the healthiest spot is kind of halfway in between the two
1: i yeah. Yes, on all levels. I don't think I. I don't know that I'm at a healthy fifty-fifty right yeah. now. Well, um, no, I don't think any I, of us. I will are. say I've gotten. It doesn't make me uncomfortable anymore. But what I find joy in is just like with just the 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 other people and the fact and just knowing and regardless of what it was for, just knowing that in some way, whatever small thing you did like, resonated, affected, somebody remembered. I mean, and it's generally, like, the things that you, that were just, you know, didn't even, like, matter to you. And somebody will come up and be like, I saw you at this event, so-and-so. And And just from the details that people remember about the interactions that you've had with them, Mm -hmm. and when they come up with those with, like, genuine excitement, to me, I mean, that's, I just try and deflect it all to them and make this, like... Like, you're amazing. Like, thank you. And thank you for recognizing what, you know, what I, what I try and do. Um, I'm not at 50-50 with the brushing it off and, and, and the alpha male thing, probably more of, like, an 80-20. But, I mean, I do have an alter ego. His name's Michelangelo, my favorite Ninja Turtle. He's um, tattooed on my wrist right here. All and, right, bro. Uh, yeah, but, at, but, you know, but at the same time, you do, and, I, and that's something that I – continue to struggle with and you know, between my family and my friends and good partners and the therapy and thoughts, like, you know, people are like, No, you you should be happy what we've accomplished and you should to some degree. So yes, you know what, every fucking once in a while I'm gonna fucking walk down the street with my I Emmy in mean, my hand and say, fuck yeah. you But only not in a bad like not just like you have to you it's hard to learn to accept your flowers and realize, you know, but it's not because I think I do anything you know phenomenal or extra um it's just I don't know it's it's nice when you when things you don't intentionally do for attention intentionally do for you know that appreciation that recognition that's that just resonated with somebody else and and those small one-offs when they're like a specific thing you said this on this interview, on this show, in you know six years ago, and yeah. I finally met you, and I wanted to tell you this, like, yeah. like the amount of crazy things that I get in my DM. I, I mean, dick pics aside, like, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy, um, but I mean, like the
0: serious things. where <laughs> That was the
2: name of the clinic that
0: I worked with. Dick, dick, <laughs> dick pics dick aside. aside. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was actually Dick Picks a side. A side, it, it was you, the best in, one. Inside, <laughs> um, but it's I, those are the small
1: things that like keep me going with with the gratitude. It's just, it's. I mean, it's wild. Like sometimes they'll they'll be like, I've been waiting four, five, six years to like tell this to you, and they'll stop me out of anywhere and just be like, Do you. I'm, I don't remember the exact situation, but I know my mindset. I know my intentions that were behind that. And just when people understand that, that's that's what keeps it going. So to- you're able
2: to accept like how sweet that is—it's someone cares and remembers you and and enjoys your your work. Like that's become something you're more accepting of.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it also like redefines continuously redefines like what my work is. Because if mm-hmm. you ask me, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, I'm a chef. Yes, I'm a Personality, Yes, I'm an influencer. Yes, I'm a human. Yes, I'm a friend. Like, there's so many. I don't no. know. I don't even know my fucking job is anymore. It's so multifaceted. But, like, the pieces that resonate truly with people that – and those are the pieces that I feel like are the truest parts of myself that I, yeah. you know, that I want to give away, that I want people to see. And, you know, some of the song and dance that you have to do just to do whatever, I mean, that's that's all bullshit to me. But when I'm actually – genuine and that somebody grabbed onto that and remembered it for however long it took for them to be able to tell me that to my face. That's what makes me wanting to keep being myself and doing more.
0: I don't I don't know if you remember this, but um when the cookbook came out, uh I swung out to uh I believe it was at Kowalski's Kowalski's, yep. <laughs> and uh randomly, completely unplanned, uh one of my favorite humans for the music industry and his wife and their daughter were there. And I was like, Oh, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, our daughter, who's I believe she was nine at the time, she's like, her favorite chef at TV personality is Justin. Mm. And she was like, I just I'm I she she just wants to get the the cookbook and like get it signed. And Justin was so kind. Uh I I just said, Hey, this this is my friend's kiddo, like whatever. And I thought it was so cute because she had like super specific questions about like thing times that you had been on t v and you were like you were you were just so sweet and in the moment with her, and
1: do you know that we're like friends now like do you know I've done two private dinners at their house? yeah, they're so great. <laughs> Twice now I've been I, I went I did her birthday dinner For her at her house They've called me And they've referred me To so many of their friends That I've yeah. done But anyway th- That's well, like oh, that's That cool. like sparked And we were, became friends And I remember Their parents called And they were like It's her birthday All she wants is for you To come cook dinner and Dude I was like, So we did Like Brent, Me and Brandon Randolph Went over to their house Did an amazing Oh I'm
0: gonna dinner. fucking kill him He didn't even Why? tell me that uh, <laughs> So it's, it's fun because It, it Like I'm just going to call him SIBO SIBO is so incredibly musically talented. Like yep. this dude is a, like a Berkeley college of music. Incredible musician was on the road for a long time, had a new album with his band coming out. It ended up getting leaked back in that era. And basically the, the label didn't do anything about it. And he said, fuck it. I don't want to do this anymore. And, uh, out of a random chance meeting through a mutual friend, um, I kind of started putting them on the cover band circuit and now their cover band shit is murdering. And so it's been this weird like circle of just like friends trying to like help each other out and whatever. The reason I brought up that story was I just thought that was like, that was such a beautiful moment to get to witness. But I also had to think like, what was the, what was the runway like from like you being a local chef who was awesome and known locally to Top Chef, to all of a sudden like hitting that like how how long did it take for that to like to feel comfortable? I
1: don't know. I don't know that feels still feels that uh, that it feels comfortable. Here sure. And now, um, and I gotta ha- who did I have this conversation? I had this conversation with a couple people last week, um, because of and. <laughs> Just you know, I love Minnesota. I love yeah. like, this community. We love all of this. So this is whatever. But there's something about um, this this community in Minnesota that when you get to like a certain level, that now you're no longer invested in, oh, in this community. Dude, we talk about it on the show a lot. It's like, but it's wild. But I look at it. I mean, you, I mean in anything from music to food mm-hmm. to to philanthropy but to politics to, to any of the things and then it's like at what at what point do I branch out and this mm-hmm. is still like I I mean I I rep Saint Paul more harder than anybody mm-hmm. In this state and I, I haven't left and won't. You know, but there is definitely a certain contingency of people like, oh, now use you big for us, and I'm like, absolutely. Now, what about what I'm doing? About still freezing my ass off in this winter, yeah. and and mm-hmm. and supporting yeah. all of the things around. Like, what do you like? What What do you actually want from me? Or are you just so? I, what
0: I I will just my metaphor for the <coughs> Twin Cities is we're always the kids that went and saw the band at the small club, right? Who we wished we'd get famous. Like, God, I just want them to succeed. I just want them to make it. And then they get a hit song on the radio. And then they're like, well, I'm not going to pay to go see him at a a stadium. I'll wait until they come back down. Right. Like that's what we do to everybody. And it's really, it's, it's super frustrating for me. As such a music addict, there are so many bands that should have been huge here and just had this be the epicenter. But it's like, we can't let that happen because of our, I always tie it back to the weird fucking Scandinavian rules about how you're not supposed to, you're not supposed yeah, to yeah. brag, you're not supposed right, to be right. successful, right. you're just supposed to exist, and it could always be worse. You know what? Like fuck that. Like again, <clears throat> we should be celebrating this. We should be fucking giving flowers and receiving flowers. Mm. We should hashtag celebrate everything. <clears throat> and I don't know why that's built into what we're doing, it, but
1: it, it is. It's so it, built in. It's everything. It's and that's woven into the culture. slope I was talking yeah. about is just. Being all in on this because I love this, I love these people, I love this place. I mean, this is. But it. So you, you want us to do better, but as soon as we do better, then we then we're too better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find you on a Monday night at your place. Right? Like, come on, man. But yeah, it's. I mean, you know, that's that's like a
2: old adage from that Ric Flair says is that, woo, people, people want to see. People want to see you do well, but they don't want you to see see you do better than them.
0: Yes. Yes. Is,
2: you know, it's tr- it's a tricky, like yep. it's not a very even line or barometer, but that I mean, sometimes that can be the case. And the humility aspect that is, you know, partly Scandinavian, also like to answer for myself, I learned I I've learned through therapy that a lot of like my humility or deflection of like critical acclaim or um, someone like saying anything nice to me is, it's a mechanism of trauma. Mm -hmm. Like that I reject Mm -hmm. praise, but I'm trying to like find a a, a balance between accepting praise and also kind of like practicing some form of stoicism because I like the fact that I don't need it. It doesn't fuel me. It doesn't justify my work or the things that I've done. But I I want to accept it. Like I want I want it to. If it comes to me, to like accept it in the way that it was presented. You know,
1: like you shouldn't if, feel bad about that. Like you should. Yeah. I mean, the way it was presented is the way you should accept it because that's how it was given. But then to try and dumb down how you feel about the way it was given then it just feels disingenuous and you're like so are you are you really happy for me or are you just happy to say you're happy for me but then when i clap then it's whoa 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 you're doing too much <laughs> hold, hold, on, on, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on
2: yeah yeah it's it, it's a delicate balance between so many factors i mean this is like very personal but a thing we talk about a lot in therapy is that like shame is so formative to the way i was raised unfortunately that like i feel embarrassed when i receive praise like it brings me humiliation Mm -hmm. so i i want to not have that because because i don't need it but one of the reasons i don't need it is because it causes like negative emotions as opposed to positive emotions i i'm okay being neutral where you know i've just told quam about a scenario where I was at an event recently and someone told me that the person they were with recognized me from the podcast, but was like shy to speak to me. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, why? But (laughs) the way that it was presented to me was like uh, flattering, right? Like, Oh, they love your pod. And, I still kind of went through the steps like, oh shit, that's dope. Like I still am getting used to that sensation, but great to meet you. I want to be able to, to sort of like accept that more. Mm. Now there's a part of me because of what I do for a living, at least in my day job that I've been doing for decades. And I've had my creative studio in Northeast Minneapolis now for 15 years where I've kind of accepted like you're Michelangelo, you know, that's your alter ego. I mean, if I'm an integral I'm Leonardo, if we all got to pick one here. But I kind of I kind of have this like nickname for myself and again, even saying this brings me embarrassment because I feel like I'm talking about myself sure. like I'm cooler than I am, but I kind of call myself the shadow dealer because mm. I've done so much shit with food and beverage in this town that no one will ever hear about and I'm okay with that. Like I don't I'm never like why aren't they writing about me? my position in what I do Just make sure
1: they write the check.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's facts. what's up. You're exactly right. And not- like, not just that, but I always, a thing that I've been saying to my clients for many years is I'm in the money making business. Right. You're not hiring me for marketing, creative consultation, all that stuff. You're hiring me to make you more money. And as long as I accomplish that and the checks keep coming, then I know I did my job. And that's the most important thing. So you're hundred percent right about that, Justin. And like, yeah, that's kind of like my little nickname for myself. I'm the shadow dealer, you know, because I'm that. because I'm doing I'm doing my job, and I don't need adulation. I don't need to be written up, um, and I I feel like that's part of that balance of like accepting accepting that I'm yeah. you know I need me to believe I'm doing a good job more than yeah, anybody else. That's, that's
0: it. what I was just that saying. Is, that's
2: huge, and and I'm good at that. That part I have figured out, but I also need to be accepting of when other people are like, man, I love that bottle design you did or that menu that you did or the branding you did at that restaurant. I want to be better at being like, thank you and, and meaning it instead of <laughs> pushing it away.
1: But a simple thank you though, I think is, and that's what I've just like learned. Cause sometimes you want to over explain it or over justify mm. why you're being complicated, but you know what? Thank you.
0: And it's, you know what? You're welcome. It's, it's the same to yeah, me. Yeah. It's the same trigger in my heart that when somebody says something nice about what I'm wearing, I have to tell them that I got it on a deal. Right. You got that They're at like, Target for uh, 89. Oh my God. Yeah. This was like, you wouldn't believe how cheap it was. It's I do the same thing yeah. to me as a human. Mm. <clears throat> like, it's so branding oh, like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you, you like that thing that it, Oh yeah. Well, you know I mean? Like a friend asked me and I was like, I guess I'll try it. Like things just worked out that way. And you're like, and that's, I'm trying, I am mm. fucking trying to mm-hmm. get better at that. Yeah. But that is, it's been a hard hill to surmise. And uh, the kind of part of the reason, like when we were texting back and forth, like joking originally, and then I was like, no, you got to bring the fucking Emmy. I have, uh, I have two trophies that I have won that mean a lot to me. One was for uh, a thing that I wrote from a, 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 a film competition, and one was uh, was DJ of the year uh, from 10 years ago now. And the reason that I have him sitting out isn't because, like, when somebody stays in my guest bedroom, I want them to fucking see it. Mm-hmm. It's because that's where my closet is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys, if our listeners know who Neil Brennan is, but he was the co-creator of Chappelle Show with Dave Chappelle. And now, like, the two of them worked together for decades. And then now has his own, like, one-man show and whatever. And I heard an interview with him. I've only heard it, I've only heard him mention it once, but he talked about um, when things fell apart and Dave walked away from the show for all the reasons that he had to. Uh, Neil had been with Dave since he was 18 Mm -hmm. and didn't know if he could even exist on his own and was kind of like really getting into a bad mental space. And he wrote an index card and he wrote his favorite sketches that he had kind of come up with the idea on that they had co-written. And then he wrote down a few of the things that he had done on his own that he was really proud of. And he just put it in his wallet. And while he was talking in this interview, this is this year he pulled his wallet out and it's still in there. he's like, I still have to look at this every now and then. And my problem isn't always like what people say. It's that I don't even always believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I do try to do the best thing. And I'm, I think part of it is that I'm so in the moment on a lot of things that like nothing is preplanned. So if things work out well, I'm just as surprised as everybody. Like, holy shit, we did it. That was fun. Uh, you know, but like it, it's hard when somebody says like, this like moved me and i'm like that was just a moment in life where like i said a thing like we we get we get fan mail texts like people stop me uh as we referenced earlier in this episode doing iron bartender like i've had a lot of people kind of corner me in a crowded room and talk about like moments that that hit them Mm -hmm. and i i try to like process that but i still have to have like a couple things that i look at every day to remind myself like oh no like you do good stuff you did this Mm because it's not if i'm playing a character i could play a character really well if i'm supposed to be the guy on stage like getting everybody hyped i know that i did that job because everybody got hyped right if i'm the dj and i'm supposed to make everybody fucking dance at 2.30 Two thirty, when the security guards are yelling at me because nobody wants to leave, I know I did a good fucking job. But like, when it comes to stuff almost like this, where there's not a crowd and there's not a thing to feed off of, it's not—it's not a character anymore. You know, yeah. like this is this is a real thing, and that's where like I wince at it, and that's what I'm—I'm I'm trying to work on, mm. you know, about like getting better. And honestly, like both of you nailed it, Justin and Charles, like the best thing that you can say is thank you because that helps me figure that out a little bit more for me. And it also recognizes that that person is saying something. And I try, like I catch the words coming out of my mouth and I try to grab them as they're flying out <laughs> where I'm trying to like, be like, thank you. Well, I mean, you know, we're just like a little thing. And like, no, just, Hey, thank Bye-bye. you very much. Cause that means a lot. And every time somebody says that it means more. Like every single time it it's like, I'm, I'm learning to accept a little bit more of it. You know, I used to be able to take like 1% and now it's like 5% and then it's like 10%, (laughs) but you're still taking it in. And all of that, all of the things that I say about our community here, where you have to like leave to get recognition and then you can come back. And then it was like, Oh my God, like we, this person's from Minneapolis and let's just celebrate it. Like, God, the fucking Lizzo arc is amazing to me. That she was ours, and then who is she? She's too big, and now let's yeah. celebrate her as a Minneapolis icon. That's that's the boomerang of what it is to live in this community. But I will say that on an individual level, it's we. I also do it, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like I. It, it takes me a little while to come around on on getting there, but I think I don't know. Yeah. I just think the more that we can push saying thank you it's not about like yeah i am the best it's thank you for thinking something nice about me Mm -hmm. and then trying to internalize that and say hey that that's one in like the the heart bucket
1: but it has nothing to do with being the best no no it it is and that's what you Mm -hmm. have to like when people appreciate what you do doesn't mean you're the best overall. I'm not, but you were the best for that person yep. in that moment for what you contributed yeah, yeah, yeah. to their life, their situation, whatever resonated with them. That was the best for them, and just yes. say thank you because not saying thank you or trying to justify why you weren't that good just downplays and diminishes really- the experience that they have for what you did, and yeah. that's like what I try and and you can see through the bullshit. I know when someone's just you know jerking you off, and someone really, really had a moment with something that you did or said
2: fucking rad yeah you move them and that's what's meaningful to them that's Mm -hmm. why they're telling you about
0: it and now here we are three ish years later yep sitting in a fucking dope-ass mansion gorgeous with the embers of a fire behind the two of you just went out and for a little hot second I could see the orange from the last ember reflecting off of your fucking Emmy, and it's wild to be like, Sexy. dude, from from a closed down bar during COVID, into basically like backup singer band microphones for real, <laughs> to, yeah. to sitting here with. Emmy award Mm -hmm. winning Justin Sutherland. Never gets
1: old. See, I'm gonna take my flowers and never get old. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Let's go, girls. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's two for two. Yeah, he nailed it. And then on top of it. it, I got a fucking genius your shit. (laughs) It is it's magical watching the human beings in our community continue (laughs) to do what they're doing and Honestly, Justin, it was really cool. This is a weird thing to say, but I really truly mean it. It was fucking awesome to literally have to like contact your publicist to make sure that this happened. And I know that sounds like a weird, like fucking passive aggressive compliment, but I really mean it because, bro, like I barely keep a handle on what my schedule is. And there is no blank nominated or blank winning. There's just like Ben Quam is doing a lot of shit. Charles Watt is doing a lot of shit. Us alone, like I had to be like, bro, you have to share your travel calendar with me because we're trying to like book shit. It made me so happy to be like, yes, I 100% want to go through somebody who has to organize your life, because that means you're doing so much fucking amazing shit. Yeah,
2: that's like realizing you need an accountant, realizing you nope. need a therapist, realizing you need it's a realizing what, where you realizing what you're good
1: at and what you're not, and surrounding yourself yeah, with people that yeah. are better than you, 100%. and all of the hours that I waste, because there's things I'm not good at. I, if you put a gun to my head, I could not make an Excel spreadsheet right now. <laughs> like, I promise you, if you have a gun, we can try it, and this would be the last <laughs> this would be, oh man, Justin. <laughs> Just pull the trigger. But so Fun when, night! You, when you monetize you know your value and the things that you want to get yeah. I was like yes I will 100% pay somebody to make sure that I get to do all of these things if I had to yeah. schedule this we'd be at ME3 before we got in this room
0: Dude. I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even know how to fucking- I, I mean everyone in my life knows I will say yes to everything, everything if I think that it's possible because in my head it is possible I mean you're just telling me how that was a problem yeah and the fact is it's people. not yeah. it's, so it's no, just I appreciate not that. Uh-huh. you know like and, and just to know again to know that this is where things are headed. It, it doesn't stop. It's just going to keep going in the best way possible. And I love that. And the, like, I listen back. To, I don't know if anybody else wants to feel free to cruise all the way back to like the first 10 episodes, check, check this episode out. It is amazing hearing what we were talking about and the stars right. that we were looking at. Mm-hmm. And then now to sit in this room and to realize like everything is reachable. And now we got to, like, what's the next star? Like, it's not, can we get to the stars? It's which star are we going to go to next? And it's, it's wildly different. I'm not trying to say that these two things are the same. But it is fucking amazing to get to kind of have this, like, circumstance and look back on where things have gone over these last three years. And I'm just, I'm honored to have you here. And I'm so happy that we got to sit down and do this, man. Like, Charles, we've been talking about this for a long time, you know? Yeah, no, this was a
2: pleasure, and especially after such an expansive time. It's cool to see Mm -hmm. how you've grown, and you were already fucking killing it, so it's cool to see where you're at now and can't wait to see what you do next. Also, I want to make a point to say that for anybody listening that is great at what they do but does a thankless job, be proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. I don't know what it is that you do, but there's a lot of people out there they work real hard in the shadows that don't get credit. And after that last topic, I think mm-hmm. people should be able to, yeah, hopefully, hopefully have enough self awareness to say, like, I'm I'm good at what I do, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily require adulation to know that I'm good at what I do. And
0: when you're told, just say, say thank, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, that's what's up. It feels good for just both say th- both just parties. Say thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so Justin, uh, with all like, can you? Can you list out, like, all of the things that people should be watching, listening to, yeah. seeing? Like, <laughs> Ooh, let's make sure to shout Northern Soul, because you said yep. the
2: book, but you didn't say Northern Soul, but Northern Soul. Yeah, is I mean,
1: book. a lot of things we can't talk about that's happening, but, I mean, right now, the things mm-hmm. I'm really, like, proud of and happy that anybody can do, I mean, please uh, grab grab my new book, Northern Soul. It's beautiful. Um, it's it's a you know it's a it's a cookbook. Um, it's also a story. I mean, our good friend JD Fratsky helped me write it. Who's a just a genius when it comes to Another two-time of the show, exactly. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, grab Northern Soul. Um, Big E is where my heart and soul is right now. Egg yeah. Sandwich Shop. That's all a base based around music and hip hop. Um, one in Portland, one in Minneapolis. Two more opening in Minnesota in the next six months. So Lock, yes. keep an eye out for Big E's. We're gonna keep those going uh, the restaurant Northern soul. We are, um, at the airport. So if you're not local, you're traveling through, stop in the main concourse, MSP. Check, out, check out Northern soul at MSP. We're up North at Grandview lodge. and uh, we got two more big locations of that coming up. Um, yeah. And just, uh, stay grateful. Cause gratitude is, uh, is everything. And, and thank you.
0: Uh, if people want to go back and watch the television shows, are they? Yes. Do you know where they're streaming?
1: Yes, we're streaming on Max. Uh, we're streaming on uh, YouTube TV, um, and then uh, and, the, and the Turner Network. So, streaming uh, HBO Max and uh, YouTube TV. Um, you can catch Taste the Culture um, and Fast Foodies, um, and you actually all all the Taste the Culture episodes are on on YouTube. I mean, we're awesome. We're giving oh, yeah. those away, so
0: that's God. That's fucking
1: awesome. And fast
2: fast foodies is like riotously fun. Oh my God, it's just fun as it fuck. Is.
0: I like. I'm of course jealous of like what you guys are cooking and all of that shit because that's stuff that Charles and I talk about all the time. But the fucking comics that you got to hang right. out with? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, it's just like
1: I, I, I <laughs> from Nikki Glacier to Ed, like just wild. Joel McHale, Joel fucking McHale. Bobby Bobby Lee. Lee. Someone was just telling me at the
2: club the other day, like, Bobby Lee doesn't do anything anymore. I'm like, do you watch
0: Uh, TV? Fuck out of here.
1: Do you
2: watch TV? Yeah, get out of here. Uh,
0: Well, again, I can't thank you enough, and congratulations on everything. It's rad to have you here. Uh, Charles, anything else you want to shout out? Let's go post for our photo with this Emmy. (laughs) Fuck me, right. (laughs) To all of our local folks who are uh, listening, if you can make it down to Iron Bartender on January 28th, Uh, please be there. We're going to auction off that spot for the podcast with Jamie Malone. Incredible to everybody listening across the U S the USBG does iron bartenders in a number of different markets. If your market is not doing one, it's an incredible way to celebrate the bar community, but also an incredible way to raise money for a local charity. So if you don't have that going on and you are a cocktail enthusiast or a bartender, please reach out to your local USBG chapter Fucking awesome to anyone around the world just fucking do it put together a huge party and make crazy drinks and have fun um but until then tell somebody in your life before the next episode that you think that they're amazing and if somebody tells you that you're amazing say thank you i promise you it's going to be great for everybody thank you till then thank you both